one and a four three, Granddad. I want a meal, my dog. Stack up this paper, my dog. I got it on lock, my dog. Them runners, I chill, my dog. Yeah, never question me. Go and get the money. I want all hundred. Yeah, I want all hundred. Yeah, I want all hundred. I want a meal, my dog. Stack up this paper, my dog. I got it on lock, my dog. Them runners, I chill, my dog. Yeah, never question me. Go and get the money. I want all. Yeah, I need that mozzarella. Give me the key to the city. Pulling off in the Tesla. Uh, gotta kick the door win. My fam gotta eat. Ain't no time to waste. This on my minutes. You see it in my face. All this water dripping on me. Yeah, I gotta replenish. At the time where we supposed to be yes. Just me and my niggas. My dog hungry. You know we gon' feast. Give me the train. This is the 4-3 podcast. Um, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> we back again for another week. Last week, you know what I'm saying, a couple of us were out. Um, but, you know what I'm saying, we got pretty much the full house this week. We still got my guy Esdal Foster in here back again for another week. My guy E. Carter is in here. And, of course, my main man, Steve, is in the building. J.D. couldn't be with us. Um, he had prior engagements. But you already know we got to salute the homeboy. Show some love, man. So, um, uh, S. Dot, man, how you feeling today? Man, it's been a rough couple of days, but great. I'm gonna make it, you know what I'm saying? But we, we here, we here, you know what I'm saying? Got a job to do, you know, and uh, I'm excited about this one. I talked to you yesterday and I told you what I had to do today, and you was like, Hey, oh, yeah. if you can't make it, it's good. I said, Nah, man, I gotta make this one. <laughs> so we got For some sure, topics lined up today. <laughs> For sure, Siege, man, how you holding down today, man? Man, I'm feeling good. Same thing. Rough couple days, about a rough couple weeks or whatever. But hey, man, guess what? We got we here for another day. We here for another episode. Man, I'm ready to rock. Facts, man. E, what's up with you, man? Hey, look, man. I'm still riding high, man. Like, uh, if you checked out Monday night, <laughs> I'm doing good. I didn't. I didn't want to come through. You know, I've been coming with the Ravens gear, man. I was just gonna come a little casual this time. But uh, I had I had to pull out my windbreaker, but I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna say that for the playoffs, probably. <laughs> but but I'm doing I'm doing good though. I'm doing great, man. Riding off a big win for my man, so I'm I'm doing great. Glad to be back. What's up, man? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I'm glad to be back as well. I know I was missing last week; I had some family uh, things to take care of, but I'm back, man. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. We got a great topic that we're gonna get into, man. And I know we all got something to say about these topics. Um, so before we do that, man, if you're new to the show, every week, you know, what I'm saying we got something that we want to get off our chest. 
you know what I'm saying, we get into something that has really been bugging us and really been bothering us. So we call this segment Get It Off Your Chest. And I'm going to go ahead and let Seeds go first, man, because I know, you know what I'm saying, I see you foaming at the mouth, Seeds. Get it off your chest, man. What's on your mind, bro? Listen here, man. So a couple weeks ago, I talked about that effort, right? We mm-hmm. up Browns playing with effort. This time I saw some effort, but I also saw blown coverages. Come on, man. We can't have blown coverages and, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Every week I'm coming on here talking about, hey, we need to play with some more effort. Hey, mm-hmm. why is the safety, why is the free safety dropping so low? Come on, man. What are y'all doing out there? So that's the bad news. My Browns lost. He had some uh some refs they just man come on refs man that, y'all he ranted about that a couple weeks ago too i'm not even gonna get on y'all i'm gonna just end up having to show up on y'all y'all be flagging us like Boo, flag on the play cleveland browns on the field what would we do just being the browns 15 yard penalty first down like come on man what's up with these whack penalties man so y'all, so i'm going off on that too I do got some good news, though. Sweet home Alabama. Thank you, Alabama, for losing. Y'all got us back in the top yeah. six. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to give y'all the bad yeah. news with the bad news, Browns, and then the good news with Alabama dropping that game against Texas A&M. So thank you, Alabama. I appreciate you. Right, right, right. E, man, get it off your chest, man. What's going on with you? What's on your mind? What's up? What's up? I guess it's on me. I couldn't really hear everybody. <laughs> he kind of broke up a little bit, but uh, my rant this week is kickers, 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 kickers. So, uh, it was a uh, as a total. I think it was what thirteen missed field goals this week, and that was like the highest in NFL history of a of a week of football. Uh, that's one that's terrible. That's terrible. One, I'm I'm confident in my kicker. My kicker didn't miss any field goals. He always shows up uh, when he needs to. But goddamn, kicker, you, you got one job. You got one job. Even in the game that uh, Monday night, uh, I was happy that he was hurt. I'm happy that he missed uh, the field goal. I mean, I'm happy that he missed the extra point, the field goal. One got blocked. I'm happy about that. But at the same time, uh, come on now, you got one job. Like you, you don't have to run hundreds. You don't have to hit nobody. You don't have to do all of this stuff. Your job is to kick, kick, to kick when it matters. Like they, they pulling you on the field when it matters. And we had thirteen. I believe it was thirteen. If if it wasn't thirteen, it was fourteen. So if I'm missing it, I'm not missing it by far. There was still thirteen missed field goals from. The Thursday night game to the Monday night game. Like, and that's all around the board. Like, I don't know what's going on. Even even some of the vets, Crosby. Crosby missed what? I think like three. I think he missed like three or four in that game, something like that. Like, you a vet in the game. Like, it shouldn't no feel, feel different to you. Like, you'd have been on all these fields a number amount of time. And uh before I just let it go, before I just let everything go, man, because my rant was really about the kickers. Um, I'm just going to say not bad for a running back, man. Not bad for a running back, man. He, my man went out there and did his thing. I'm probably going to touch on it later on in the show. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Everybody talking about, oh, man, Lamar Jackson can't throw. 
He needs to throw outside the numbers. He needs to be more consistent. He can't just do it all with his legs. He's been doing it all season. Now, is it going to keep up? I don't know. But they're going to stop putting eight people in the box. I bet that. <laughs> I bet they're going to stop putting eight people in the box because he's going to torch you up top. So that's pretty much all I got for my uh, get it off my getting, getting it off my chest today. <laughs> All right, man. S dot man, you on? What's up, man? Get it off your chest. All right, man. I- I'm gonna start off with the with the bad news, and that's my 49ers got a loss. And to see Trey Lance's first start, which I was I was excited to see because I was like, all right, let- let's see what this dude really can do. Because last week when he played, it was like, all right, it was kind of so so. You could see they changed the offense up. And it's like, I really didn't like the play calling, but I think some of the play calling is because I just think that he did not have that playbook down yet. So they're trying to protect him, but trying to protect them, they keep running him. And when it is the design pass play, he's scrambling around in the pocket, but the offensive line have not been playing well. Only Trent Williams has been playing well all this season. The rest of the offensive line is, is pretty much trash at this point. So there was a point of the game where there was either three or four straight holding penalties. And it's because they're not used to a quarterback moving around in a pocket like this. So the game against Arizona, what was disappointing about it was the defense showed up. Like Kyler Murray had pretty much like his worst game of the season, which it wasn't a terrible game, but he had his worst game, but the offense couldn't give him no production. I finally saw the real nose for the second time this season. <laughs> All right. There has been what? It's been what, five college games? It's six. Five. Six. six. I only seen them show up two times. They won and won against Notre Dame and against North Carolina. Fuck mm. that win from last week. You were supposed to beat Syracuse and then you needed a field goal to beat them. I, I like what I saw. Um, My man, uh, what's my man's name? Wow. Travis. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis, this was the best game of his career. I'm glad they beat Sam Howell. Y'all know, well, Scoots, you know how I feel about Sam Howell. He's mm-hmm. going to sit there and be all over Florida State sideline and going to wait to sign the day and telling them he's coming, he's not committed to us, then he's going to flip the North Carolina last minute. Fuck you forever. So <laughs> we're going to roll. He Look, and then he's 0-2 against Florida State. So that's the karma that he ended up getting. So that's my rent, man. That's all I got. Cool, man. So I guess it's on me. Um. <clears throat> I really don't want to go into my Browns. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Um, I feel like they showed out and did a great job. My only, my only beef is that defense. We got to get that defense together. We got to keep them healthy. Um, we was dropping like flies out there on that field, man. Um, we was letting too many good passes go. Mike Williams, he burnt us up. Um, you know what I'm saying? Eckler, man. That that I don't know what was going on with that line that day, but Eckler was on fire. He had a hell of a game. Uh, that's just something that we got to stop going on in the future. As far as um, Ohio State goes, I, I got I have to call myself to the to the spotlight. I have to put the spotlight on myself. I might have been wrong about CJ Stroud, man. I might have went in too early. Um, I'm not all in on him yet. Don't get me wrong. I'm still not all in on him yet. That boy still having some some struggle issues, but um. 
he he's doing a lot better than I thought he would be doing later on down the stretch. The truth be told, I felt like once McCord got in, I didn't even think that he'll be back. I didn't even think Stroud was going to be back on the field. Um, but it's good to see that he's out there. He's putting up numbers. Um, <clears throat> it looks like he has a little bit better connection and chemistry with the receivers. Um, I feel like Master Teague should have been starting from the get-go. It's good to see him getting out there and doing his thing. But outside of that, man, I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence at this point. I'm not sure uh, about C.J. Stroud, man. Um, and that's pretty much all it is for, the, you know what I'm saying, get it off your chest, man. Now, we're going to go into the main topics. Ladies and gentlemen, um, if you're enjoying this, thank you very much. But it's about to get real good. So, first and foremost, man, Saquon Barkley. Um, my man went out with uh, – God, a, a sickening injury. Um, I believe it's something that's going on with his ankle. When they showed it on TV, it looked like my man had a grapefruit hanging out the side of his foot. I I, re I really don't I really don't know, man. I, I think that um I think he's gonna have a, a real rough time going into um the future in his career. Um as that you know what I'm saying? You was real heavy on this. You said you had a theory. What's up, man? What you got on what you got on this thing? All right, man. This is my theory. Um, when I saw it, I, I felt really bad for him because this guy was supposed to be like the next like guy. Like Saquon Barkley. Well, Saquon Barkley was supposed to be like the next best running back. I mean, prospect since I mean, I don't know. I can't even think of the last back that had as much hype as he had. And when you go back and you look at his history, okay, in, in November 2016, an ankle sprain, which was a great, a great one, okay? In 2015, he had another ankle sprain, which was a great two. 2018, he had a, a thigh hamstring injury, which was a great one. 2019, another ankle sprain. And that was a, a great two. And then everybody knows about 2020 when he uh, had the ACL. The ACL tail was a great three. And then it was also his MCL. So it was ACL and MCL. And now this season is the ankle injury again. The thing about Saquon Barkley is when you look at his body, pause, all right? When you look at his body, and the way that he's built, when you look at his legs, all his injuries been lower leg injuries. You know what I'm saying? Been below the waist. This dude got thighs the size of people's torso. And it oh. made me wonder. Yeah, another pause. <laughs> Don't this seem like... Dude, I'm getting Bo Jackson vibes. I know it was one injury, and it was the hip injury. But it's like when your body... Is built the way he is, is built, and you know he got he got the DNA from his dad. His dad was a boxer, but like when you look at the way his body built, to have the skill that he have, the speed that he have, the power that he have, it just seems like he's too. It's like he's too strong and too athletic for his size, and it's like all of these his injuries in his lower body just keep happening. So like what I wanted to bring to the podcast to bring to y'all was like. Is there this this Bo Jackson kind of vibe? I mean, I'm getting a Bo Jackson vibe from Saquon Barkley, man. That was one of the main things I wanted to bring up to y'all. 
Well, for me, um, you made a statement. You said that uh, there you you don't remember a player, you know, what I'm saying being as injured as um, no, I said <clears> Holly, <throat> like Holly Talent. No, I mean like Holly Talent, like coming out yeah. of college, like right. No, not injured. I, I have right? one no for injury. you. I have okay. one for you, Christian McCaffrey. Let me tell you something. This boy was so talked about, man, that he was supposed to be, you know, what I'm saying the next big thing out of college you know what i'm saying he was a uh, uh i don't even he didn't win the heisman i know that for sure but he was you know what he saying ranked, oh yeah of course he was supposed to he was supposed to win the heisman three years in a row let them tell it every year he was in the heisman race somehow played for stanford didn't play against nobody he had crazy numbers but once again didn't play against nobody um but you know what i'm saying they talked about christian mccaffrey like you know what i'm saying he was gonna be the the uh the biggest thing since you know what I'm saying sliced bread, but I didn't I don't feel like he was man I feel like you know what I'm saying I and I've always said this I feel like he was overrated but of course just like Saquon Barkley he was been plagued with injuries um he came in he had uh, a hell of a season let me see let me go to it real quick boom okay so he had a hell of a season in um. 2018 and 2019, 2017, not so much because that was his rookie year. Um, he had some, you know what I'm saying, some some issues getting his shit together. But he was also coming off of um, an injury out of college. He had a hip pull in college, came into the league, he kind of did his thing, 2018 and 19, had 1,000-yard rushing seasons, and then boom, 2020, he had um, in September of 2020. I'm sorry. He had a high ankle sprain. November of 2020, he had a shoulder sprain. In December of 2020, um, he strained his thigh, and then in this year, he just injured his hamstring. So I feel like even though um, Saquon is, you know, what I'm saying one of those guys that we can see the talent on the field. And we know that if he's healthy, that he's going to be a hell of a running back, even playing for the Giants. I feel the same way about Christian McCaffrey. I feel like um, we know what he's capable of. Even though I feel like he's overrated, he still produces. So, I mean, he has the numbers to back it up. He um, he had a hell of a season in 2019 once again, 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving. It ain't a lot of guys who, you know what I'm saying, who can produce anything like that. But I feel like that's caused to show you that, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the reasons that he ended up getting injured that next year. I think that they're putting too much strain on these guys. I think that them making guys like Saquon Barkley, guys like Christian McCaffrey, the workhorse back, don't get me wrong, in a league like the NFL with it being a passing league, your running back really ain't getting as much touches as he should to begin with. I think that they, you know what I'm saying, a lot of teams throw the ball too much. It's starting to become way too predictable. And then they're starting to do a lot of pass plays in unwarranted, situations like it's two and fucking three and they throwing it down the field for 30 yards instead of just handing it off to the running back and at least getting a couple yards making it a three and one or possibly even getting the first down um but when you're putting that type of pressure on these guys even though they're still young you know what i'm saying you still have to remember that you know what i'm saying what uh christian mccaffrey has been one two three four five years in the league saquon has been what three or four maybe a little bit more than that like these guys are going in year in and year out, and they're still banging their bodies. They still got a block, you know what I'm saying? They're still catching out the backfield. These running backs today are doing a lot more work 
than anybody else on the field, if you really think about it, on offense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they got to block. They got to catch. They got to run the ball. You know what I'm saying? If you could find a, a, a decent tandem like how we have in Cleveland or, you know what I'm saying, maybe with what they got in um, in Tampa with Jones and um, Fournette, anything like that. Or, you know what I'm saying, when, when Cincy had – Jeremy Hill and, and um, Giovanni Bernard, like if you could find that double back tandem, I think that's the route to go. But I mean, if you just giving these guys, you know what I'm saying? the Pretty much the wheelhouse. And then you telling them to get out there and get it every chance they get. I mean, they're damn near every down back and they have nobody behind them to back them up. Hey man, I see you. Uh, see you's going to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a few things to address there. I'm kind of leaning towards S dot in the sense that, first off, we got to address the highly touted, right? So coming out of college, coming out of college, Christian McCaffrey was about 50-50. He had people who thought he could be a decent running back because of his catching skills. He was a great white hype, man. He was a he would be more of a you know third down stat back kind of thing or whatever. And then you have other people who picked other running backs before that saying, oh, they would be better because they were more power backs, you know, that kind of thing or whatever. Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. might be too small. So, you know, I'm, I heard that kind of thing about Christian McCaffrey. Running backs who were highly touted coming out of college, who there's some who haven't, who didn't do anything, Trent Richardson, i.e., you know what I'm saying? People who come out highly touted who were more highly touted than him that didn't do anything. But then you have running backs who are highly touted out of coming out of college who who have produced – maybe not necessarily to the level that we thought like uh, Saquon Barkley would, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Saquon Barkley is supposed to be the next best thing to Adrian Peterson is what I was hearing about him. I didn't hear none of that about Saquon. But here's the thing about the injuries for, for Saquon Barkley. So when you have, you have running backs in the past, like Earl Campbell, who had a, who who's had a bottom half that was, you know, big pause, you know what I'm saying? Who had, mm-hmm. you know, he was like that type of running back from the waist down, like, like Saquon. The difference yeah. is because he didn't necessarily have the top half. The top, you know what I'm saying? He ran yeah. like it. He ran like it, but he didn't have the top. The shoulder half. pads was just huge. Yeah, shoulder pads mm-hmm. was huge. Exactly. Then you had running backs who were quicker, who, you know, who got hurt, like a Gail Sayers, for instance. But we saw historically, because we we weren't allowed to see most of his, you know, any of his games, but yeah. watching it historically, he at least had nine years, eight, nine years or whatever that he played in the league. Now, you touch on Christian McCaffrey. We've seen Christian McCaffrey get through a majority of an entire season and be productive with the 1,000, 1,000, that Marshall Falk type season, I would like to say. So we can at least say we know he's capable of having 1,000 and 1,000. Saquon Barkley, it's like he can't get past week six. So it's kind of hard to say for me, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we know he's going to be this great, fantastic back when we see that. His, historically in his career, short career so far, he's been hurt. And, and I would have to attribute it to probably his weight, his body, his body type, because like you said, lower, his, it's always lower entries. It's never, oh, my knee is tore up. Oh, I have a, uh, you see all these throat contusions now, you know what I mean? And stingers oh. and all of that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You see all these different type of injuries with bicep tears and all of that type of stuff. But Saquon is Ankle, 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 knee, shin, you know what I mean? Stuff like mm-hmm. that or whatever. So I would say there is a little bit of Bo Jackson for the simple fact Bo Jackson had a similar body type or whatever. Um, the thing about him that's hard to 
hard to negotiate is that he actually played two sports. So him playing baseball at a, such a high level, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? With all of the torque that you have to turn and hit the ball and, you know, running bases and stuff like that is different than playing running back. And then you go play a high contact sport at one of the most premium high contact positions. Mm-hmm. You're bound to get hurt. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so right. I would say that that's a little bit different when you when you're touching on um, Bo Jackson versus Saquon is the difference in the two, you know, two sports and wearing the body down maybe a little bit faster than you would like to. But Saquon is interesting just because, like you, like you said, to me, it's not a coincidence that his it's his lower body that keeps getting hurt. Like I can see if you know he broke a I don't know broke his collarbone or something, and then the next week or next time he came back next season or whatever, then he tore his ACL, and then next there was his you know he had a hammy or something. You know what I mean? It's always lower lower body injuries. So it's like now here's the other thing. Christian McCaffrey is a little bit different because Christian McCaffrey is smaller. He's more of a, a elusive kind of back. You know what I mean? He's you, he, you're not going to watch mm-hmm. him. You're not going to watch him go out in a flat, catch a pass, and then truck two people or stiff stiff arm a bunch of people to get you know where he has to go. Versus Saquon, he's a, he's fast, of course. He's agile, but he is more of a of that power back that you're looking for. You know, in that type of offense, or at least what they were looking for, or like a, the Cowboys was looking for when they got Zeke. Um, but yeah, man, I, I would just have to say, I would I would have to lean more towards S. Dot in that sense, just because of the consistency of the injuries in the lower body. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, we've seen that he has, and this is just summing it up. We've seen that he has his thousand thousand. We know he's capable of coming back and having an All Pro year. You know what I mean? Um, we don't know that yet about Saquon. We haven't seen him past week six. I mean, maybe one season. So, E hey, man, it's on you. Well, listen, I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott needs to be brought up in this conversation. Um, one, because he came in with that same type of hype. Now, that that first year, yeah, he bought out. Then, injuries, injuries, not keeping up to par, you know what I mean? Got him figured out, whatever the case may be. But injuries still played a part in that man's uh, career up till now, you know what I mean? And then now, you go to the, you look at their system. Like going that going back to what CJ is saying too. Like I think everybody, everything that all of y'all said is big parts to all of this. Like you go to the Cowboys now, they they splitting up carries. Zeke ain't is not the workhorse. The being a workhorse is not the league right now. It is not. You got faster bodies. You got bigger bodies. You got bigger tackles. You got, like, the hits is coming a little bit harder now. Like, it's changed. You can't have one guy that can take this punishment. And then on top of that, the uh, you extended the games. So not only do you have to – it was 16 games. Now you got to do it a little bit more, plus playoffs. Like, you got to – you like, there's nobody that can do that. Everybody – has adopted most of the good teams, put it like that, have adopted the the two back system. You need you need a catching back, you need a power back, you need either way, like even if it's the same type of running back in the system, they still split it. You know what I mean? And when it comes to Saquon, I see what you're saying. Uh it's lower body injuries. I, I don't know if he's skipping out on leg day. I don't know. But 
even myself, even myself as a as a ex football player, semi pro, high school, whatever. I have weak ankles, <laughs> like real deal. I got weak ankles, so trainers. I had to. I, I got double spatted. Like I don't know if he's just getting single spatted and just going in there and just trying to be cool. If he needs to be double spatted, if he needs a little extra padding, need to, you know what I mean? Like some of those things uh, take into account too. Uh, I know for me, I know I got weak ankles. I, I rolled. I can't even count how many times I done rolled my ankle, whether it's playing football or playing a sport in general. You know what I mean? But just playing football itself, I done rolled my ankle, but I made sure I told the trainers, like, okay, we're going to spat you. I need to be double spatted. Nah, you okay with the single spat? Like, I'm going to get you tight. Like, no, 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 no. I need to be double spatted. I got weak ankles. Weak ankles. Like, everything else can be strong. Everything else can be strong. But if I roll this mug, it's a wrap. Like, I don't need to be able to roll it. Like, like tighten me up. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know if he's going out there single spattered or not. But I, I agree with everything that everybody has said. Um, Christian McCaffrey injuries, you know. No, thousand yards rushing, thousand yards receiving. Uh, but like I said, I think Zeke needs to be in that conversation too. Uh, as far as Bo Jackson, I think I think Bo Jackson just got got bad the luck of the draw. Like what happened to Bo Jackson wasn't supposed to happen. Like it wasn't supposed to happen. Like real real fans, real football watchers, we know about Bo Jackson. We know about Bo Jackson. Like, and we know what not only what he was, but what he could have been. Do I see that same thing in Saquon Barkley? Yes, but not quite as the same height as Bo Jackson. Like one, he's playing in he's playing in New York. So I, I get the Barry Sanders feel with Saquon. Like the team is not really that good. And you're putting on, you're trying to put the shoulders on this man. Even if you're not trying to put the shoulders on this man, he's taking it and saying this on him. So he's trying to do more. Like the win, the first win that they got the week before, he he did the most. He won that. He got that last that that scoring touchdown to win the game, and he broke a couple of tackles and took some people on to get it. And he he took on that pressure. This is not the '90s. You can't just have a running back to. <laughs> to win your games to get you in the playoffs. That doesn't work anymore. You Like we said, like y'all said, like you just can't have one guy to be a workhorse all day. Boom, we're going to give this man 30, 40 carries. So we're going to get there. The only person in the league that is capable of that is Derrick Henry, and they don't even do that over there. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think that – uh. It's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. I like Saquon Barkley. I liked him when he came out of college. I liked him in college. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't like that he went to the Giants, but I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe he can help something out there. But uh, and and they tried. I didn't like the Daniel Jones pickup, but maybe they seen something that I didn't see. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I think I just think it's unfortunate, man. It's like as soon as he gets going. Another injury happens. And yes, it's always lower leg. I don't know if he needs to pay more attention than leg day, but some stuff like 
it doesn't matter if you pay more attention to leg day. If you got weak ankles, you got weak ankles. Like I was in leg day. I I was in high school. I couldn't miss leg day. Now when I play semi pro, yeah, I can miss leg day all I wanted. But my ankles was still gonna be weak. I don't know one exercise to help <laughs> strengthen up your ankles. <laughs> like I don't. But I don't know, man. Like I just think uh it just it's, it's just really unfortunate, and and I think uh, Barkley, hopefully not, but I I think he's going to be one of those players that's going to drop a couple of steps and end up going to another team because of the injuries, and then we're going to actually see Saquon Barkley, especially if it happens younger. Now, if they keep him around, and and and, and he has to like keep his career. Here in New York, and they don't get better. If they don't get better, and he has to stay there, and they keep extending his contract and all of that, then I think you might as well chop him up. But now, if they do get better, and you keep him there, then I think he's gonna. I think at a certain point in time, he's gonna have to change his game on what he does. And and a lot of people don't see football that way. A lot of people see football as it's man on man, it's physical, it's bang bang, but you can still change your game to to help uh to help keep you healthy later on you know instead of going for that extra two or three every down sometimes you okay it's a cheese i'm gonna just take one you know what i mean like now if it's clutch time then yeah you got to do what you got to do but i don't know man i, th- I just kind of I think that Saquon Barkley uh, can be better utilized somewhere else. And with these injury woes that he's having in New York, why? Because I feel like he, I feel like he just got, he feels like he is in a Barry Sanders situation that he has to be the guy. He has to be the guy to get some over the hump. And so with all of that, he's trying, he's pushing it and whatever. But even the time that he just got injured, even the uh, play that he got injured on, it, he wasn't even running the ball. The ball wasn't even in his hand. Mm-hmm. He just, he stepped on somebody's ankle. Like it's it's always those chances and stuff like that. Like it's just an unfortunate event. But just long term, um, I kind of think that he just needs to get out of New York and get into an actual system to where he's not the full focal point to where he can do some of these things that we know that he's capable of doing without everybody knowing that it's Saquon in the backfield and this is what he has to do so that, that's pretty much my take on that okay well the thing like for me i just wanted to mention like because everybody brought up great points and i just wanted to rebuttal to what people were saying um first and foremost everybody need to remember that roger craig was the first running back to ever have a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing in one season and he still ain't in the Hall of Fame for some odd reason. I don't know why. Uh, Roger Craig who? was a great back for the Niners. Uh, don't who Roger Craig, man. Don't who Roger Craig like that. that don't, that's disrespectful. He was, one of, my, he was one of my favorite running backs growing up, full disclosure. Disrespect, don't don't disrespect 33 like that, man. And um, the other thing is, look, this this is one thing that me and schools do disagree on. Oh, man, I, I, I think <laughs> – <laughs> But I, I don't My think – uh, <laughs> I, I don't think Christian is overrated. I think 
uh, the talent is there. I just think that somebody, some people are just just injury prone, and it just happens at the wrong time. I do not believe that. I think that at the time when he was in the Big Twelve, now granted, it's not the SEC. Pac-12. We all understand that. Well, yeah, Pac twelve. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the SEC, and we understand that. But like, we didn't do that with Reggie Bush, because at the time USC was really the only thing that was in the Pac ten at that time. Like UCLA wasn't really good. Utah wasn't really good. Like right. it wasn't really no good teams out there, and we didn't who, doubt. Who else is in? Who Reggie else is Bush. in the Pac ten? You mean when Christian McCaffrey was there? No, when Reggie Bush was there. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Oregon, Oregon was on a rise at that time. They had then they had Jeremiah Masoli on his come up. Jeremiah Masoli wasn't there yet. Nah, Jeremiah that was more that no, was more that's, like what, that's, when, that's when we had uh I'm tripping. That's when we had um it ain't even Troy Smith. Who was the fucking quarterback when we had when, when Masoli never mind, I'm thinking that when he went to Ole Miss too. Skip that. Oregon was on the rise. Um <laughs> that was it. on the rise, they wasn't there yet. They was not but, there yet. Stanford, the Stanford, point, was, Stanford was a decent team. Yes, there was. Stanford was a decent uh, team. USC level Back team. Who was they playing in the Pac-10 championship? That was playing. Shoot, it was probably like I think I think it was Utah. No, nah, they, they, they didn't play no Utah, no Pac-10 championship, bro. Utah was trash then. Well, well, hold on. But when were Urban Meyer there? Because Utah, like 2000, maybe like 10, I want to say. No, he was there whenever, whenever. Um, when Alex Smith? Yeah. Alex Smith. And that Alex was and Alex Smith was drafted in 2005. So, yeah. Okay. So, before so, yeah. that, then. So, that's around the time. Yeah. But, but look what we're arguing, though. Look what we're arguing. The point that I'm making is. When Reggie Bush was dominating, we didn't mm-hmm. say, oh, well, he ain't play nobody. We didn't say that when he didn't play nobody. But he was still good. Reggie Bush was they just was good. Playing, they wasn't playing. They, they, they road schedules. I mean, not they road schedules, but they out-of-conference schedules were stronger too, though. Stafford had a pretty good – the only point I'm saying is – That's what I'm saying. Stafford, that, Stafford was I, a good team at the time. Yeah, and I, I just felt like – when, because we we spoke about this before, and I said that he broke one of the records that I didn't think anybody was going to break. He broke Barry Sanders' all-purpose record, right. and you're, you know, and you was like, well, you know, he ain't play nobody. It's like, oh no, dude, that's a tough record to break. That record still is since 1984. It's so not. It's, like, it's not. It's not when the system that you just jumped into was already designed for a running back like you to even begin with, because the year before that they had Toby Gearhart. And he the was coach, in the same situation. You still got to do your job as a coach, though, from 1984. No, no, no. 100%. To, so when he broke it, you got to have running backs in your – you got to have your running backs in, in your system. Listen, so if you, if you 100, 100%. Back, that's true. Hey. But Toby Gearhart – Toby Gearhart was in the same situation. Toby Gearhart was also a Heisman hopeful as well in that Stanford system. So what I'm saying is with a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who's heels above Toby Gearhart, Toby Gearhart is just a big running back. He didn't really have the skill that it, that Christian McCaffrey has. I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey don't have the skill. I'm saying he's overrated because, okay, he had a 1,000-yard rushing season. He had a 1,000-yard receiving season. Guess who his quarterback was? At the time, it was Cam. 
Exactly. He ain't yeah. had it. He ain't had a season like that since. Neither has Cam. Yeah, and they got worse. But no, don't do that because Cam because Cam bought out before he got there. No, yeah, I'm saying that Carolina got worse since then. Since then, huh? Since Carolina since got worse. Then. And they, and he, and he Carolina not, got and worse. He was, not, he was not that fantastic in that season. Yeah. Wait a minute, Carolina yeah. got, got worse. After- they did. They got worse. No, Cam got yeah, worse. Cam got worse. And Carolina. Oh, well, we, we, I'm talking about Carolina, but Carolina got worse. I don't Christian think, McCaffrey I don't, don't think have Cam anything. Got worse. I don't think Cam got worse. I think what happened was, first and foremost, he was he was already in a situation where Rivera was, you know, what I'm saying a little shaky with him, and then they they end up getting cool and getting tight towards the end. It was a little bit too late for that, if you ask me. Rivera said I always had him and Cam tight to begin with. Then on top of that, they were struggling to find receivers. They had, excuse me, they had your boy, Kelvin Benjamin. He was highly touted. What'd he do? What'd he do coming into it? Nothing. He got fat. That's what happened. That's my point. Nothing. So my (laughs) man didn't have nobody to throw to. So finally, when he get a guy like Christian McCaffrey, this nigga playing running back and receiver. And this the only man Cam going to because the other running back is Cam Newton. Hey, you got to use a lot of the talent you got. You know, that's that's my point. That's my point. So if you're getting the ball for 88% of the game, you ought to have a 1,000 fucking rushing yards and a 1,000 receiving yards if all you're doing is getting the ball. So what would you say about Marshall Falk? What would you say about Marshall Falk there? Marshall Falk, when did he have that? Was it was it um, St. Louis? Damn near his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't had no damn thousand yards rushing and receiving his whole career. He bro. had it for a nice little chuck. For a nice little chuck. He Fuck did. no. He, was nah. with the Colts. he got <laughs> traded. He got traded. He had a nice season with them. He went over to the Rams and had it for a few years, man. Hold on. I'm about to look this up. Y'all go ahead and, and, yeah, and, and continue. Hey, I'm about to look that up. I don't need that. It's the, it's the man is in the Hall of Fame. The man is in the Hall of Fame. No, no. Uh-uh. You're not about to just throw out false information and then <laughs> want to talk about the Hall of Fame. Listen. I was. I'm generalizing, not throwing out false information. Oh, now generalizing. generalizing. Did I not generalize it, fellas? Did I not generalize? He said, "Damn near." No, he didn't say check. he did. Stat check. But still, no, stat but still, check. check. Yeah, you generalize. You're general, but at the same time, stat check. He stat had more than one. That man had. That. that man had one season, just like Christian McCaffrey. And what? Guess where he was at? In St. Fucking Louis with Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce. But you just um, said the dude didn't have receivers though, so he had receivers and he still had a season with a thousand and a thousand. So what would you say about him? That's what I'm asking you. Nigga, he had you can still have that with fucking Kurt fans. Warner, Isaac Bruce, and Tory Holt. Yeah, but you you come. That was just your <laughs> argument though. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's why I generalize. No, no. no. What I'm it. saying is, what I'm what I'm saying is, with, on a team like that with Cam, right? When you're the only target. It's not hard to get those numbers because you're basically the offense. But when you put a guy like Marshall Falk, who we know was a dog when he left Indianapolis, because everybody was looking like, why the fuck are the, are the Colts sending him to St. Louis? We know what he can be. When you put him around two receivers who could take pressure off the run, because one of these niggas got to get double teamed. So it ain't no stack in the box. So we already know he could rush for it. Now, once we find out, we can send everybody downfield with these two dope-ass receivers and Ricky Pro. Not only that, 
I forgot what the tight end name was, but he was all right too. So then you send Marshall Falk on the flat. Who gonna guard him? A, a, a Mike linebacker? An outside linbacker? No, he can't touch him. But, that, but that's what we arguing though. We saying that he had all of the pressure. And Ray Lewis wasn't in the league then. So you will you will take all the pressure Ray off Lewis of him, and he got those yards. Christian McCaffrey has all of the pressure. They know where the ball is going. So that's what that's what we saying. And he we can't be overrated if he if we know where the ball is going, eighty eight percent of the time. And he still gets a thousand. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is for, for that season, for that season, like I said, the Panthers had a great team. Now they record might not have reflected it. They play might not have reflected it, but they had a decent fucking team. Right. What I'm telling you after that is after that season, he doesn't have that anymore. He has a, a thousand yard rushing season. Cool. He's supposed to have that same. It's, it's the, it's the season after I expect him to have that the next season. He don't do too much. He gets injured. The season after that, he gets injured. And this goes back to my point. It's too much on him. Those first three years, it's too much on him. When you're the only line of when you're the only line of offense, year in and year out, you got fat Kelvin Benjamin can't catch nothing. So we got to let him go. Now we just picking niggas up at this point. We got Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel do some work. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? When they picked up DJ Moore, he do some work. That's cool. But I think they just let DJ Moore go, didn't they? Don't he play for like the Dolphins or one of them niggas play for the Dolphins or something like that? Somebody got traded from there. I want to say DJ Moore still played for the Panthers, but I had to fact check that. What I'm saying is this. The same thing with Saquon Barkley, same thing with Christian McCaffrey. They're taking too much of the workload. They not they not built to be bell cows, plain and simple. That's that's not the type of running backs that they are. And the sooner that these teams find out that that's the situation, the easier it's going to be on their career, the easier it's going to be on their bodies, and the more productive these running backs will be. Imagine Saquon Barkley only coming in for the first and third down or first and second down. Imagine how much more productive he could be. Imagine if Christian McCaffrey only had to come in like, um, you know what I'm saying, like like Nick Chubb, he could go in for uh, half the series and then step out. He'd be a lot more productive. Hell, we might see back-to-back, maybe back-to-back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing, 1,000-yard receiving, you know what I'm saying, years. But I don't think that is going to be possible with them being on the workload. Now, real quick, my point to saying that he's overrated. The reason I say he's overrated was because he was so highly touted and he was the man at Stanford. He was doing all of these things. And, yeah, he broke Barry Sanders' record, whatever. Once again, when you're the focal point of that offense, the same way Toby Gearhart was, you're going to look like that. But I ask you this, in that in that Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever the fuck that was called when he was there, I want you to name the team during that Heisman hopeful season, name the teams in that in that conference that was banging out. And you'll see what I mean when I say they weren't playing anybody. Plain and simple. USC okay. was on the downfall. UCLA was trash. Uh, uh, Washington, trash. Uh, Oregon, they probably was the team around that time. Uh, Utah, yeah. they ain't been shit since Urban Meyer left. Um, that's who that's else not had true. Utah, Utah huh? made like four, they made like four or five straight Pat yeah, 10 championships. Man, what you talking about? They was going to bowl we in the last like five years. Hey, see, everybody go to a bowl game, bro. Don't do that. It's 300 bowl games. It's 300 bowl games. It's only 120 teams, bro. Listen, 
Dude, Utah has been good for like the last eight years, dude. They've been almost undefeated. You said the last what? Dude, like the last like eight years, they probably only lost like four or five games. Fact check. Go ahead. Continue. But all I was going to say, no, this is what's going to be funny. This is what's going to be funny. So, first and foremost, (laughs) people forget, hey, Ed McCaffrey McCaffrey was that deal back in the day with the Broncos. And well, I'm gonna tell y'all what's gonna happen. Mark this down. What's whoa, the day, whoa, day? Wait a day? minute! Don't do that. No, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Real quick, Rice real quick. What hey. what number did Ed McCaffrey wear? Eighty-seven. What you talking about? Oh, okay, okay. I just make sure. Don't play me like that. Hey, Sammy Stone was eighty-four. Hey, Sammy Stone was eighty-four. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Ed McCaffrey gonna be nice when you got Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis, and John Elway. There we go. I'm gonna say this and we go. I'm gonna say this and we go. I'm gonna tell y'all what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell y'all two more points. Okay, okay. I'm gonna tell y'all what's gonna happen. And this is gonna piss schools off. I'm gonna tell y'all what's gonna happen. So, in about two years, I guarantee you the Carolina Panthers, mark this down, is gonna draft Christian McCaffrey's brother. They play quarterback and they both gonna play with each other in the NFL. Watch. I was, I Watch what down, I tell you. I wasn't out there. That's a hot take, but I was, I wasn't out there. Where they, where they where they I'm about to run it down. <laughs> but let me, make said, two quick, let me make two quick points about the running backs. He touched on something that I got to touch on. Ezekiel Elliott is not the same. He's not compar- He's not even comparable. The reason why he's not comparable is because he did have injuries or whatever, but his first three years was like out of this world for a running back coming in the, coming in the league. So he can't be comparable because <laughs> He can't be comparable because he played three full damn near three full years, bro. And he had he was leading the league in rushing what two of those years? He was second the other year or something like that. So um, you know what I'm saying? So you can't really put Zeke in that category. Secondly, when he got paid, he got whacked. So I don't want to hear about no damn Zeke Elliott, bro. Like he, he was also but he was also getting injured though. Like, yeah, he was yeah, whacked, yeah, but he was I, also I counted it, I counted his injuries. injuries. I counted his injuries in there, but like I said about he can't beat. What I was saying was is that on the count of that, yeah, he had them years where he was balling, but it's not that league no more to where you can just hand the ball off to one guy the entire game. That's what I was saying. You have to. We know that though. We know that though. I'm touching on the point where we're talking about injury versus body build, the way the body they body is built. And who was touted and all of that. He was highly touted, but he came out and produced exactly what he was supposed to do for three years straight. He came out three years straight, was balling. He got he got injured. He got injured in between, but he had three solid years where he balled out. So if he had three solid years he bought up, can't beat Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley has not had one full year in which he's balled out. So we can't compare. He bought out, he bought out rookie year. He still got hurt, but he was still balling out. And, and what week did he go out? Could you do? Could you fact check that as well? You talking about me? Okay, I'm gonna say, like, I fact check. Listen, Mark, Mark, my check, point like, is this. My I, point I, is I this. And he said, and he said, Bo, and he said, Bo Jackson too. Bo Jackson obviously had a shortened, a shortened career. He bought out too, but he had a shortened career. Zeke is still playing without injury, and he has a big contract. He's paying. It's not comparable. He's already passed Bo Jackson's. <laughs> His his how many years he played? So we comparing the contracts. Are we comparing the players? We we we're talking about the situation. The situation is not comparable, is what I'm saying. 
the situation is, is that when Ezekiel Elliott came into Dallas, he was supposed to be the guy. He was that he was. guy for three years. He now is. he can't be that guy no more. He, Saquon Barkley is still that guy. He's still that guy. No, he's their number one. No, no, he's their yeah. number one. Zeke, oh, Zeke is still that, that man, Prescott, bro. That guy. Dak Prescott is that franchise. Then when they brought Ezekiel, no, in, stop. He, Dak has always been the franchise, though. He's the quarterback. No. Yes, but that's not why they brought Zeke in. Huh? I'm not. I'm not doubting you. I'm not doubting you. But I'm saying they brought Zeke in to be that Emmitt Smith, and he he was for three years, and then it shut down. He got injured. Saquon Barkley when they brought. When they brought Saquon Barkley and they wanted him to be that guy, you gotta be that guy. You, you you're gonna be the one that get us over the hump. Injuries. You don't have can't nobody Smith account for injuries. You don't have to be Emmitt Smith to yeah. be that guy. Yeah, you, can, you don't. You can be, but still, like, but but still, I'm just. Who's running back? Three hundred something. Carry I used that name. Back to back. Started with a D. Dallas. So who was like the the one running back that they had that they traded and went to the Titans. Nah, it was his name's like like duh, start with a D. I know that. I'm gonna look it up. It was like they had oh hell. Demarco Murray, Demarco Murray. Oh yeah, yeah Demarco they Murray. They needed yeah. him to be them two. They needed him to at least be him. That's what they needed. They didn't need him yeah, to be basically. him. Okay, so real quick, back to this Utah situation, right? That's what you said. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> real quick. They entered the Pac-12 Conference in 2011. That was their first season in the Pac-12 Conference, right? It was 8-5. and five. It was 4-5 and five in the Pac-12. They beat Georgia Tech in the Sun Bowl in overtime, 30-27. to 27. Following season, 2012, they was 5-7. They was 3-6 in the Pac-12. Yeah, you stuck on the early years. Once you get a little lighter, no, once you get listen, closer to 14, 15. No, I said, I said they ain't been nothing since Urban left. That's all I'm saying. They got one bowl win, by the way. Keep going. They got a bowl win. We're two um, years in. Yep. These <laughs> niggas ain't make a bowl the year the following year. Uh year after that, 2013. <laughs> five and seven. <laughs> niggas was two and seven in the Pac 12. 2014, the football guys was like, hey, man, we got to cut y'all some slack. Whatever, bro. <laughs> they, no, they I'm listen, just saying the, no, right the funny part. I said the last five years, he goes I'm, all the way back to 2011. No, no. But okay. I understand what you're saying. I might be proving your point, but just goes, listen. So I'm, come, what I'm saying around. is, ever since Urban left, they were trash. So we go, we getting it. We getting there. We, it, it might be to your point, brother. I'm just doing the research. So 2014, <laughs> man, they win the Las Vegas Bowl 45 to 10. They beat Colorado State. They was uh number 20 that year. They was nine and four, five and four in the Pac-12. The year after that, they was the Pac-12 South Division co-champion. Um Las Vegas Bowl champion again. Excuse me. 35-28. They beat BYU. They was number 16. That's 2015. Now, this is where the last five years start. 2016, they was ranked number 21 at the end of the season. Uh, they won the Foster Farms Bowl. You might want to look into that as that. Um, <laughs> no, right? 26-24, <laughs> they beat Indiana. They was 9-4, 5-4 in the Pac-12. 
Uh, let me see. 2017, the heart of Dallas Bowl. They beat West Virginia 30 to 14. They wasn't ranked seven to six, three and six in the Pac-12. 2018, they lost the championship game of the Pac-12 to Washington. They was three and ten. Um, they lost the Holiday Bowl to Northwestern 20 to 31. Uh, they was nine and five. Six and three in the Pac-12, and they were the Pac-12 South Division champ. Wait a minute. I think – hold on. Did I see that right? <laughs> we said the one thing wrong. Uh, you said they were three I, and ten when they were ten and three. No, no, no. No, no, no. I said I, I said it right. I said it right. No, you said um, 10 and 10, but we, we know what you mean, though. <laughs> no, they wasn't, wasn't, they wasn't no ten and three. I said they lost 10 to 3. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's not like you no, said no, they was 9 and 5. They was 9 to 5. I mean, 9 and 5. 2019, Pac 12 South champion again. Lost to Oregon 37 15. Lost to Texas in the Alamo Bowl 38 10. Ranked number 16. They was 11 and 3. Eight and one in the Pac-12, best season. Twenty twenty. I, I guess they was amongst like five other teams to play because they was three and two. So we are gonna scratch that because oh was yeah, the they, yeah, they scr- yeah. That was, year, yeah, that was the pandemic year. Yeah, and this year, year three and two, year. and they two and zero oh in the Pac-12. Like I said, them niggas had it rough once Urban Meyer left. You can count all the you can count the nice you can count the nice five and seven seasons and seven and five seasons and eight and five seasons. We all know you need at least six to get in a bowl game. So them niggas was two games over the limit to get into a bowl game. So let's not make it seem like Utah just been out here busting ass. And we all know none of that. I'm just saying don't none of that matter if you ain't in the top ten. Just like I'm gonna the highest just they like got was 16. Just like I'm going to tell my listeners what I said damn near, and you ain't go back and tell us how many years he was damn near. Marshall Falk was damn near over 1,000. Did you do that? Oh, wait a minute. I got you. Good nah, no, we got to move, man. We got to move. We got we got another great topic. And it seemed like we ain't, we ain't even going to get off the I'm, next I'm, one. I'm going to post it. Bro, yeah, you do that. You post. You post it. We gonna we gonna post it on the we gonna post it on the four three social so y'all can see, man. And y'all make up y'all own minds. So we got to move on. Like as I said, man, very important topic. John Gruden, man. Um, wow. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know really what to say. Um, first there was something about the um. NFL PA president's lips. Um, he said that he has some Michelin tire lips. Um, but there were people who came out and said that the reason that he said that he had <laughs> Michelin tire lips is because John laughing? Gruden and people amongst his staff calls people who tend to lie a lot rubber lips. So they were alluding, they were saying that they were alluding to the fact that he basically was telling lies. I don't believe one word of it. I think it's all foobar. He basically was saying that nigga got some big lips. Now, he came out, gave an apology, 
um pretty much everything was was all said and done everybody moved on from it because of course nobody cares what racism is on the table however they did find um emails that pertain to multiple people around the league including roger goodell including the female referees also including um jeff fisher um alluding to guys like michael sam you know what i'm saying other players am amongst the league um he used very very insensitive words including homophobic slurs also talking about um <laughs> some misogynistic Stop. topics and also having um new photos of m multiple women including two of them from the washington football team cheerleading squad also <laughs> all of this is the result why am i laughing because he know <laughs> yeah. he know he because he already knows what's about to come that's why <laughs> but listen i'm telling you why i'm laughing i'm telling you why i'm laughing let me he ain't trying to be serious but he ended up yeah look i'm rolling on the inside i'm gonna tell you look, why i'm laughing about eyes and shit. like come on because everybody <laughs> be everybody knows right we all say crazy things in the text threads, you know what I'm saying, group chats and all that. Who the fuck is emailing this? Why are you emailing this? You know good and goddamn well every email gets backed up on the server. Why would you email this? This is complete idiocracy, bro. But anyway, all of this is basically a result of um uh inst I'm about to say instigation, investigation into um, I believe it's the owner and the president of the Washington football team. Um, and I guess they're delayed to make a name for uh, make a new name um, for the football team amongst other ramblings and goings on uh, amongst the, over in the organization. So um, John Gruden basically resigned. Um, listen, man, <laughs> I, I'm going to just keep it short and sweet. Who's surprised here? Are we really this surprised? Let's let's keep it honest. We're talking about a league where these niggas got a rule to where you have to at least interview a nigga for a hiring job. You ain't got to hire him. You got to at least interview him. At least one. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be a black dude, Mexican, whatever, you got to have one person outside of a white man to interview, you know what I'm saying? That way they know your interview process was fair. We talking about a league that that in I don't know how many years just had last year the greatest surgeons of black quarterbacks ever. This this is the this is the most black quarterbacks to ever start in the National Football League in history. Yeah. And yes. it's the the league is 100 years old. Um, yes. we also talking about a league where there are no black owners. We also talking about a league to where what it's it's you it ain't even a handful of black coaches. We got Mike Tomlin. It's, it's so yeah, that silence is for the rest of the black coaches. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right here, his name, bro. Oh boy, in LA. Oh, the, the, oh, the black dude from Houston. The black dude from Houston. Who? What about the uh old boy in LA? Black coach in LA. And he, he, he got fired. Coaching. He got fired. He gone. He's he got gone, fired. sir. You wanna know where all the black coaches went? They assistant coaches in Tampa Bay now. 
Gosh. <laughs> they, they do got a lot of money. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> All them niggas and assistant know, coaches I don't know, in Tampa Bay. I don't know. Got... All right. I didn't know Burr got fired in LA. I didn't know he got fired. All of them got fired oh, except Mike yeah. Tomlin. And the only reason yeah, Mike right. Tomlin ain't get fired because he grandfathered in and he they won the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you man, win, though. Who, you they, who is surprised about John Gruden, bro? Look at him. He looked racist. He looked like he looked like he don't like women in football. He looked like he don't like gay dudes. Nothing about his email to Jeff Fisher when he drafted Michael Sam surprised me when he said, you really going to draft that queer? Nothing about that surprised me. Nothing about that surprises me. I mean, seriously. And who he emailed it to. He looked like he looked like he it to. Jeff Fisher, exactly. Another hate ass another hate ass racist. You know what I'm saying? But and look what he did to Vince Young. Vince Young was was one of the most prized possessions in football. And look what he did to Vince Young. But let's not skip over the fact that Antonio Brown tried to tell us. When he was in Oakland, he told us, he said, man, something ain't right up there. He tried to tell us without telling us. Keyshawn Johnson said a long time ago, he'll never play for John Gruden again. This is not the first time we've heard about these things. The only difference is, is that John Gruden, right? He has a story. He he has a very, very um, um, fairy tale like story, right? This dude that was in Oakland, man, he went to Oakland. He was getting them together, and he was so great that the team that he left, which was the Oakland Raiders, was still so good that they made it to the Super Bowl to play against him with the team that he was already coaching, right? We already know, first and foremost, they booted him out of there because Tony Dungy built that team up, kind of reminiscent of Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr to me. But Tony Dungy built that team up. Tony, Tony Dungy made that team great, right? He came in. And he basically took over a team that was already built for success. They went out there, they executed. That defense was immaculate. That's what that's what got them through basically a lot of their games. Goes to the Super Bowl. Who does he have to play against? His old goddamn team. He knows everything that they're doing. Of course, you're gonna beat them in the Super Bowl with old ass Jerry Rice and old ass Tim Brown and, and, and <laughs> old ass Rich Gannon. They they he just played an older version of the team he already had. Of course, he's gonna beat hey, them. Bro, they win the Super I gotta, Bowl. I got to shout out my pops on that. For sure. I went back because, bro, I was rooting for the Raiders, but that's the only time that I was wholeheartedly going for the Raiders. Bruh. I feel you, but we all knew that's, we all knew Temple Bay. This was a win that was a win that game, bro, but still. Yeah, okay. This was a win that game. <laughs> that defense for Temple Bay was immaculate. That's probably one of the best defenses <laughs> in, in NFL history. This should be your red. Rent should have been this because you're going in. No, 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 because this is and the only reason I'm going in on this is because it pisses me off that everybody is going around here so flabbergasted at the fact that it's a racist in the NFL. All the niggas is racist. I'm gonna tell do, you do they do they forget when my nigga Bob McNair was like, Hey, we can't let the inmates run the asylum. Right. Nobody brought right. that fact up. Huh? Exactly. Nobody, nobody is looking at Bob McNair's emails, though, right? 
Meanwhile, this nigga just set up Deshaun Watson to talk about all these ladies that he supposedly sexually molested and assaulted. However, this nigga ain't been on trial. This nigga ain't went to jail. We ain't heard nothing else about this. My nigga number four on the bench. They only got three quarterbacks. All because my nigga wanted some more money and then he wanted to get traded. But you'll let J.J. Watt go, though, right? J.J. Watt go whatever the fuck he want to. But Deshaun Watson say, nah, I don't want to play for y'all no more. All of a sudden, sexual allegations come out. All I'm saying is this, man. We have to <laughs> stop pretending like this shit does not exist. <laughs> nigga, they kick Cap out the league, my nigga. They kick Cap out the league because my nigga decided to not stand up for a national anthem. Even oh, after he asked. Even after he asked the nigga that was in the service, what would what what could I do that would be respectful in protest? The 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 servicemen said, "We take a knee." You know what I'm saying? Whenever we honor our dead soldiers, we take a knee. What did Cap do? Took a knee. Take a knee. And look what happened. Donald Trump calling them sons of bitches and all kind of stuff. Locker rooms is divided because the white players want to. The white players want to be with them because they like we, we know if you quit we gonna lose. But I really can't, you know what I'm saying? Take no need because I got you know what I'm saying too many country fans out here. Next thing you know, it's a nigga in the in the crowd with a rebel flag that ain't got nothing to do with what we talking about. Them niggas lost, so you know what I'm saying. Why is that even in there? It's a whole bunch of nonsense going on, bro. It's a whole bunch of nonsense going on. Jerry Jones, listen, let me tell you something about Jerry Jones. His emails, I know for a fact. I know for a fact. Every time they lose, he calling that Prescott the N word. Listen, he he is calling Dak Prescott the N word on every interception, every missed pass, <laughs> every turnover on downs. I'm telling you, get it off your the only one, the only one I'm giving credit to is the dude from Jacksonville, and the only reason what? I'm giving him credit is because he is man. Come on, bro. John Harbaugh ain't calling nobody no niggas over there, bro. Huh? He love, he love niggas over there. Who? You talking about khakis, brother? You talking about the khakis, brother? Seafood, soft food, and everything, bro. He ain't. That's because they winning. That's because y'all winning. Exactly. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Khakis, when he left before Kaepernick started doing that shit, he went to Michigan and became the whitest white man he could ever be. This nigga got pleated khakis on every game with them stupid ass glasses. He looked like he'd go into the locker room and call his players the N-word. That's all I'm saying, man. Um, as not, bro, you, you, the floor is yours, man. <laughs> hey, how are you going to follow that? How are you wow. going to follow that? I know. I got to follow that. I don't like anybody facts, man. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even <laughs> follow that energy, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you that. Get it off your chest. God damn. <laughs> nah, man. I had to save it for this segment, bro, because it's – come on, man. Let's be real, man. Why are we still pretending that this is such a uh, 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 a newsworthy moment? The only reason we really even talking about this, let's be real, is because that nigga called Michael Sam a queer, and then he called Roger Goodell a faggot, plain and simple. Let's be honest. And then he said something about – women in the NFL and refereeing and coaching and all that. 
Truth be told, let me tell you this. I think it should be a lot more women in coaching. We already talked about this. We had this segment a long time ago. I'm glad it's women in coaching because women tend to think outside the box when it comes to things like this. Not only that, I know a bunch of women who grew up watching football. They know a lot more football than some of the dudes I know. There's a lot of dudes I know that don't even watch football. It, I, I know way more women that walk around in jerseys and will, will sit down and watch the game on Sundays and Saturdays, all that, cheer for the teams, everything else, go to the games and all that. They love football, uh, uh, more, more so than a lot of dudes that I know, and that's saying a lot. As far as gay dudes in the NFL, who cares? Do you give a damn if Carl Nassib is gay, if he about to take you the fuck down? Pause. If he's about <laughs> to tackle you behind the line, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. How big is Carl Nassib, bro? He got to be like, what, 6'2", 6'3", 250? You don't care how gay he is when he running at you. That's not the first thing that's on your mind. You're trying to figure out if you can juke this big motherfucker or not. That's why you try to juke that motherfucker because you don't want this gay motherfucker not to play. Same thing. No. Nobody cared that Michael <laughs> Sam was gay. Who cared? When he was in college, we didn't know the nigga was gay. We was just like, man, this nigga plays great football. Soon as he gets to the draft, what happens? He kisses his boyfriend. They make a big deal out of it. So the fuck what? Can he go out there and play for the St. Louis Rams and be as productive as he was in college? We don't give a fuck about who this nigga is kissing. Nobody cares. <laughs> My nigga is going hammer. I mean, I'm because it's listen, bro. It's frustrating, man. It, it's it's starting to become frustrating, bro. Like seriously, I get it. You know what I'm saying? They they trying to make it cool for everybody to be who they want to be. I don't care. Can you tackle? Can you catch a football? Can you run a football? Can you throw it? Can you defend it? Even better, can you coach? That's all I'm saying. Do you know what you're doing on the X's and O's? Do you know the difference between the third and one and the third and five? I don't know. Will you call the right play on the fourth and long? That's all I'm saying. I don't care about none of that other stuff. I know Jerry Jones is calling. I'm sure he called Michael Irvin all kind of names. <laughs> I'm sure he did when Michael Irvin got in trouble. But nobody cares, bro. Nobody cares. The league is what eighty percent black. If you yes. really, if you really want to, if you really want to prove a there. point, if you really want to prove a point, what you do is this: you don't bring this up to none of the the uh, 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 the press and ESPN and have Stephen A. Smith coon ass talking about all kind of oh John Gruden is despicable I can't believe it nobody give a fuck about what, what Stephen A. Smith talked about because <laughs> if it was the other way around he'd be kissing John Gruden's ass not too long ago he was talking about how John Gruden is one of the greatest coaches when this nigga was getting hired to Oakland so ain't nobody listening to what Stephen A. Smith is talking about if you really want to make a difference this is what you do you take John Gruden ass and you have him stand in front of his team and address the situation like men. And you don't hold you don't hold nobody in no kind of scrutiny or nothing else, but you make him have to deal with that with his team. Because I'm sure Carl Nassib got a lot to say about this situation. I'm sure that 
most of his team, being that they are black men, have a lot to say about this situation. And I'm sure they want to get a lot off their chest, no pun intended. I'm sure they want to get a lot of, off their chest and have something to say about this. Same thing goes with every other coach in the league, every other owner in the league. I'm sure when Bob McNair was telling everybody we can't let the inmates run the asylum, when, they, when, when the Houston Texans decided on kneeling, I'm sure they wanted to go in there and put a cleat in Bob McNair's old ass. I mean, for I mean, seriously, man. Like, what is what is it gonna take to where all of this shit is not getting infiltrated? Seriously, what what is it gonna take? We talking about we talk about emails that went back ten years. You mean to tell me <laughs> within that span, niggas at ESPN, Seven. niggas in Oakland, and niggas in Tampa Bay didn't know nothing about this nigga being racist? And all of a sudden, emails. because fuck out of here, bro. Come on, <laughs> this this ain't just stopping at my nigga emails, bro. That nigga, that nigga group chats is crazy. I guarantee you. I'm dead serious. That nigga group chats is wild. If you thought you just seen two naked cheerleaders from Washington and that nigga email, I guarantee you they got way more than that in the group chat on his on his iPhone. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's girls going wild in that joint. I'm trying to put myself, man. Like y'all cool, but but my my nigga is ranting, man. That shit's funny because because it. I mean, yeah, it is funny. It got to be funny, bro. Because I'm like, seriously, bro. Why why is this being talked about on ESPN every day? We know this already. Like seriously, we know that we just went through this with the kneeling situation. Now all of a sudden we surprised again because niggas is homophobic and and uh, misogynistic and racist. At this point, which one of them niggas ain't? That's the one you need to be talking about. That's the news story. Yeah. Next topic. No, we got to keep going on this, man. We not done. Hey. I mean, what else we going to say? Because, no, listen, and, and this is and this is where I really want to get y'all y'all opinions on, man. Um, Like I said, this didn't just come out of nowhere. This, this, just, this didn't just come out the blue. This really stemmed from... um. The investigation from the president and the uh, I believe the owner, Dan Snyder, of um, the Washington football team. How do you guys feel about that situation? And not only that, just the fact that they still haven't come up with a name. They still prolonging the name change situation. I, I think this is their I think this is their way of protesting against the protest. You know what I'm saying? If that make any sense, as far as keeping them as the Washington football team. Um, any of y'all more than willing to go first? I just want to hear y'all thoughts about I, that situation. I don't I don't think it I don't think it's that. I think it's what a lot of people are forgetting is the fact that a lot of the names that the Reds excuse me that the football team wanted to get, like Man, people trademarked them. So like right. they can't there ain't no names that they can get. I mean, I mean, they could create one, but all the ones that they wanted to get, like the Dan, names got. Dan Snyder is a billionaire. He can get whatever he wants to. It's, it ain't nothing to buy a name. Yeah, but yeah, and that's why he made the point that he made because he stood firm on I'm not changing the team name. But then when all this investigation and all this stuff started coming out, that's when he finally changed it because he wanted to take the pressure off of off of his um all the other stuff that was going on at the time. Because Dan Snyder was like, 
dude, remember, this ain't the first time this came up two years ago. This came oh, up no. like yeah, this came up decades this, this ago. This came up with the with the Braves, the Indians, the Chiefs. Um well, I'm just, yeah, but I'm just the black yeah, Hawks, just, like this this comes up damn near every five, ten years. Yeah, but this was well Cleveland did change it, but I'm just saying that mm-hmm. just this franchise with Washington right. Right. this been brought up before. Like mm-hmm. just, it wasn't just two years ago, like they it was been, in the nineties too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's been a while, and Dan Snyder was firm on you. I'm not. I'm not changing it. The reason he stood so firm is was because he was a billionaire. Um, my thing is, um, I mean, you touched on a lot, so I'm just gonna speak on some of the things where that you didn't speak on is the fact of how when Randy Moss talked about it on Countdown, mm. and I'm gonna combo this with another situation because now Randy Moss talking about he gonna fight Jason Whitlock on on site because Jason Whitlock came out talking shit about Randy Moss about what what are you doing crying on TV about what a white man it's said with the soup coolers. But this is what Jason Whitlock ain't understanding about Randy Moss. This wasn't just no uh, John Group situation. Randy Moss went through two very crucial situations in high school and one in college. The one in high school, there was a fight he was involved in with some white people, and they was trying to call him racist, and like the white people turned their back on him. Then he goes to Florida State, get into a uh, a dispute with his uh white girlfriend, and then like Randy Moss almost went to jail twice over some some race yeah. shit. Yeah. So it wasn't. I mean, it 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 was John Gruden, but it wasn't John Gruden. He was really more focused on a lot of the race shit that he had to deal with in his mm-hmm. past. And what I also thought was funny about that situation, now, Samantha Palmer started crying. She couldn't take it. But she felt she felt him. But you go to Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, well, you know, in this situation, you know, we got families to take care of. So, you know, I wouldn't want to play for him, but I do what I have to do. Now, Teddy Bruschi went in. But, you know, Teddy Bruschi ain't white. You know what I'm saying? Teddy Bruschi but, is, goddammit, <laughs> uh, Pacific Islands. He, he Pacific Islands. Yeah, he, like he Pacific Islands. He likes some yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So he know too. My thing is with Matt Hasselbeck, nigga, Matt Hasselbeck, one of them niggas who probably is in that email chain as well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, when that nigga was you, with the Seahawks, he was calling niggas they were too. And and you want to know who didn't say nothing? Rex Ryan. He didn't say a yeah. damn word on he that thing. He definitely was calling niggas the N-word. But this is what's also interesting. So Sunday night football. Now, Tony Dungy is, is Tony Dungy is, is a difficult guy to talk to about when it comes down to controversial shit because he always Tony Dungy is a legend. Me. Let's leave him at that. Yeah, he is a legend. Don't get me wrong. I love no, Tony Dungy. Let's not leave it at that. Tony He's Dungy right. is a Tony Dungy is an older black man. No, listen, Tony Dungy he, is an older black man who comes from that generation. So it's not he don't he don't have the same he don't have that same fire that these younger generations have because he true, got real deal shit to deal with. He lost two what two two kids. Yeah, that's true. He, he also lost his, to deal with. He also lost his job, and guess who stepped in? Exactly. So now, this should have been the first nigga he fired on. True, but Tony Dungy is just a different breed. Like he's just a different kind of guy. That's, that's why I say he's so, he's in that older generation. 
So all I, all so I said, Tony G is a legend. That's all I said. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. well, that's without question. That ain't got, that ain't got to be said. Just, just his coaching tree. Like every black coach, just about 90% of the black coaches in the 100%. NFL are Tony Dunchy tree. So Lovey Smith. They, he one of the yeah. reasons. Yeah, for facts. Yeah. Where, you, where, so, you, where you about to go to? Where you getting to? But they talked to Mike Tirico, who everybody knows, John Gruden did Monday Night Football with. He was like, yo, he never said any of this type of stuff around me, cool, 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 whatever, whatever. But this is the this is the key that I'm trying to make here, though. The point I'm trying to make is Drew Brees is on that coverage. Drew Brees was nowhere to be found, right? You want to know who else was nowhere to be found? <laughs> Rodney Harrison, the real nigga who had said something. <laughs> so then Remember the that? delay, yes, and then the delay happened, which they didn't expect. So now they're running through these coverages, and there's a three-man set. And you know what they did? They zoomed in on Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy while Drew Brees was sitting there, but they just cut Drew Brees out the situation. Mm-hmm. What we need, and I wish J.D. was here because I want to shout out to his guy. Uh, what's his name? I think his name is C.J. Uh, Tap, the dude that's on his yeah, podcast. That's on the, uh, that's on the, um, the, yeah. stick, the drink joint? Yeah. Yeah. All the white people seem to be scared to touch the situation, as they should. And and I'm just like, yo, this this is. This, but you know what? It reminds me of 2016. Did nobody want to talk? The only person I remember talking was Aaron Rodgers, and I believe it was I believe it was one more dude. I can't remember who the other dude was, but that was the only one that even would touch. The situation now, right now, Aaron Rodgers didn't take a knee, but you know what I'm saying? They try to do the photo arm shit and all that, or whatever, whatever. But the point I'm trying to make is he spoke real quick, on it real quick. I'm glad you said that because you want to know why they didn't zoom that why they zoomed in and didn't show Drew Brees. Because let's not forget what a couple months back, maybe three, four at the most, Drew Brees was on um Yahoo yeah, Finance. It was on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, Yahoo Finance on a on a podcast talking about yeah, I wouldn't take a knee for the national anthem. It's the national anthem. I believe in patriotism and all this other stuff. So we already know Drew Brees on that bullshit. He don't support none of this for real. So yeah, the smartest thing for them to do was zoom in on Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy, let them hash it out and say whatever they had to say. Leave Drew Brees ass out of this because we already know you probably going to end up saying the N word on live TV. We can't we can't even risk that. Let's leave well, you out of it. You you fresh here. I mean, but the thing is, is this, bro. The thing is, is this, bro. Like, one, am, am, am I surprised? Like, oh my God. No, I'm not. Now, am I surprised? Like, damn, bro. John Gruden? Yeah, I am. Just a little bit. Now, it's not a lot. It's not no, oh my God. I never thought that John Gruden would do this. Nah, it's not that. It's the fact that you've been in the game so long, bro. You've been in the game so long. You 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 know you know what's going on here. You know what's going on here, and you still like nah, it ain't gonna like you think that you're untouchable. That it, I'm a shot because you think that you're untouchable. Now, if you're making personal text messages to people, then all right, cool, whatever. Like it ain't cool then, but still, you know what I'm saying. You're gonna do what you're gonna do in your personal time, but. 
you're making business emails on the same situation. Like, come on, bro. So now that it came, and the thing is, is that the owner let him resign. Because the, the funny thing is, you, uh, Sean, you talking about Sunday night game, right? But on the Monday night game is when it popped up that he had resigned. I'm watching the Monday night game. I didn't even, to be honest, all the way real, I didn't know nothing about it. Y'all, y'all had threw it in the group chat before I even knew about it. I seen it on Monday night. I'm watching the game. Boom, breaking news. John Gruden just retires. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? Like, so I investigated after that. And then I'm like, okay, this is what they, I guess this is what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I put my clues together, but like, he gave him a decision. Like, hey, listen, bro, you put my back up against the wall. There's an, I, and, and I'm pretty sure the conversation probably went like this. Like, bro, I really don't care about none of this shit. I really would love to keep you on, but the league is on my ass. So either I got to fire you or you can go out with some dignity and resign. John was like, I'm you know what? I already, I already, know, I already know what it is. I'm going to just resign. And then I'm going to leave, leave a nice note. I'm going to leave a note for the fans. Man, all that shit is some bullshit. Like, he knew what he was doing when he was doing it. Like, I mean, I I I, I agree with Mark to a certain extent on the, on the point that half of these niggas is probably racist. Facts. I agree with most of that. Like, like more than half. More than half. Like, honestly, honestly. Don't forget like, Richie Incognito. Don't forget all them. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's it just, a lot, but I want to say, E, on your on your point about him, on your point on him resigning, I think that conversation was a little different. I'm not, I don't mean to cut you off, but because him resigning means that he's losing 70 million. Him getting fired. The Raiders would still have to pay him because remember he had a 10-year contract worth a hundred million. So I but think I this was, was a forced resign. This was I don't a think forced it was resign. About, I don't think it was about money. I don't think it was about money. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was about bread. I think John Gruden got enough bread. John Gruden been been around for a while. The, you're looking at it from the wrong point of view. It ain't it ain't about John Gruden, John Gruden's bread. All of this shit is about bread at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, at this, the end ain't got, of the day, this ain't got nothing to do with yeah, John Gruden. Nah, yeah, but, but it does though. Because at the same time, Dave, what was on Davis is it was on what was on Davis is to make the decision. You know damn well if you keep him in the league, if you keep him coaching, it's gonna Your go from John Gruden. It's gonna go from John Gruden to you. It's gonna go to Ooh. you. Ooh. It's gonna go to you because because what it's gonna say at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is what it's gonna say is that that you condone it. Like, oh yeah, His you daddy heard condoned it. Heard it. Condone it. Al Davis. Fuck about John. No, no, no. Al Davis Listen. was very progressive. I, I wouldn't say that about Al Davis. Okay. Al Davis. Do, is you, research on, do you research on Al Davis? What happened? Back in at, them, what happened with Marcus Allen? But he just wanted niggas to win games. If niggas wasn't winning games, then fuck them niggas. Facts. 
But what I'm saying no, is, it's bro, always it's always fuck them niggas. That's the problem. Whether they win or losing games, it's always you get the ball, we, we, we always willing to get more niggas, bro. Bring all y'all niggas to Baltimore, bro. Marquette, Marquette King. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Siege. We just talked about this off air. What Marquette King yeah. say? Yeah, I was actually gonna get there when it was my turn to get on here. I'm gonna let y'all finish, and then I got a, <laughs> just a few anecdotes about this topic. I'm gonna be short though. I got I got a few quick stingers for the Raiders, and then we gonna move on. I'm gonna move on from here. But go ahead, finish E. Or, you know what I'm saying? What you got? Nah, just, nigga, you, 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 if, hey, bro. If you got some anecdotes, <laughs> all I'm saying is, is this: is that the fact of man, like. Shit, I don't even know where I was <laughs> with my. I'll jump in if you figure it out. There, you know what I'm saying. Like, all I'm saying is the fact that, like, one was he wrong? Yes, definitely, definitely wrong. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of racist shit going on in the league? Yes, definitely, bro. We all know that. We all know that, bro. Like, just just us on this panel as black folks. Ex players, high school players, whatever the case may be, we know that shit going on. We know that shit going on. Like, but John Gruden is caught, and a lot of pe- people and a lot of players are hurt and hurt by this. What the point? It wasn't even the point that I was trying to make in the beginning. I was trying to bring it around to it. But the thing is that I want to get to is how is this going to affect the Raiders from this point out? With an interim coach, see, say your point, and then after that point, I just want to know how y'all feel about that. Because the Raiders started off hot. Does this affect them after this? But see, say your point on this matter, and then after that, it is what it is. Yeah, that's a it's a simple answer for that question. So I, yeah, I'm gonna just we can talk about that in a minute. But um, so few things. So we already they always like to say that the NFL is a microcosm of what society is, right? So if they if they, if you believe that NFL is a microcosm of society and we believe that or we know that all of these people whether or not they're players or coaches are racist, then what does that say about society? That's number 1. Number 2, number 2, um you brought up this point um as that you were, you were talking about team different teams and different um leagues or whatever changing names and the fact that Dan Snyder stood pat definitely was the fact that he was a bill was a billionaire he prideful individual that kind of thing but here's the thing that they like to say when they when something is when the society is trying to be progressive and get something changed right it's the same thing we see with NASCAR right no more confederate flags and everybody's like oh my god it's a tradition and we've been doing this for so many years it's our tradition we like the Redskins name you know what I'm saying? And, and just using that name just to say what things that I've heard, you know what I mean? It's a tradition. Why are they trying to change my team? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. You cannot hide behind the words tradition or we've been doing this for so long and and, and think that intelligent people who may feel offended or even feel to the point of, of feeling oppressed by a specific name or the way that they've been treated you can't hide behind those words and say oh my god this is tradition well we've always done it like this because if that's the case and nfl is a microcosm of society then why have you not said this is the way we played nfl so we're going to play with helmet to helmet we're going to play with this we're going to play with that because this is tradition you don't hide behind tradition when it's something that's not going when it's something that's going to protect the players 
You know what I mean? Initially, you mm -hmm. say, well, whatever. You, you do whatever helps the bottom line, basically, is what I'm mm -hmm. getting to. So you'll say, you'll say, you'll 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 change the rules only if it affects the bottom line. You didn't do right. it for the players. We know that because you settled out the lawsuit and paid everybody all this money or whatever. You're not going to change the name because you didn't want to change the name because it was tradition. But really, we know what it, we know what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you look in other you look across other leagues and you also see teams who were progressively changing names. And if just as easy as it was for them to change a name, it would be easy for you to change the name. So that's that point. That's that part. Like I said, Ole Miss changed their name years ago. So, so I was like, you know what I mean? We figure out something that, that has offended a, a, a section of people. All right, let's figure out what we can do about it. We'll change the name. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll stop with the name changing right there. Next, let's talk about – I'm going to talk about Gruden. Hell no, I'm not surprised Gruden is – all of that cute stuff, Spider 2, Why Banana, and all that stuff is cute on TV, all right? Oh, we love John Gruden. We see him on uh, the quarterback – what quarterback, whatever it's called, before the draft. And he's going to tell us who's the best quarterback. Well, have you ever watched any of these quarterback shows and seen a quarterback with the skills or talent of Lamar Jackson or, or Patrick Mahomes or any of these black quarterbacks? Have you ever seen anybody come on there and say, this black quarterback is highly intelligent and he can do this and he can do that? It's normally like, oh, he's an athlete. Oh, he's so athletic. Oh, he's so athletic. We don't know if he has the skills to, to read the coverages. He only reads one side of the coverage in college. But then you hear Joey Harrington's and, and bum quarterbacks, bums, come out and they say, oh, he's so intelligent. He has it between the, the eyes and the ears, and he has a nice, accurate arm. You know what I mean? Oh, so no, no. And don't and don't let him get – don't let him have some feet about him. Oh, he's he's, he's a, like Steve Young. Oh, yeah, oh. he's a – he, he's a yeah. dual threat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like I said, hold I up. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Facts. Hold on. I'm sorry, Steve. Hold on, Steve. Don't, don't, don't disrespect Steve Young. Though. No, 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 he ain't, he ain't disrespecting. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I'm saying that they put Carson <laughs> Wentz type quarterbacks on that level out of college. But the yeah, black, black quarterbacks, they say, oh, well, he, he'll be, he reminds me of Byron Leftwich. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? He'll be better as a running back. He'll be better as a receiver. That's why I was saying right. earlier in my rant. But running backs uh, not but, but, but for a running back. And here's the thing. Any intelligent football football mind, whether you're watching it, it just a, even just a casual fan, we see the stats, right? So we see Lamar Jackson throw for five five thousand yards and forty touchdowns in college. We know he can throw. So why are you feeding us these false narratives that black quarterbacks cannot throw? You know what I mean? So it's like, come on, they did it with one. They've been doing it with RG three. Remember, anyway. remember, RG three was a pocket quarterback at Baylor. He mm -hmm. ran often, but he was a pocket quarterback at Baylor. They ran a pro style offense at Baylor. When he got to the to the Redskins, what did he do? What did they try to make him do? Read option. Read option. Yep, read option. What? But here's the thing. But here's but here's the thing. So that all of that stuff that he did on TV was cute. Right? We even, so, we even brought him in by the time we brought him in, he learned. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, Siege. My fault. No, no, Go ahead, good. Man. But, but all of the stuff, but all of the stuff that he do do on TV was cute. And all of that tradition words and 
oh, we've done it this way, and all of these quarterbacks are just you can't they can it's no longer you're no longer able to hide behind that. Here's the reason why John Gruden definitely can't hide behind that. We see the evidence. We see the evidence. That's not just mentioned Randy Moss. You mentioned Marquette King. We talked about Marquette King. Marquette King was an all-pro punter in 2016. Gruden cut him in 2018. So how do you go from all-pro two years later to be cut? So if that's the case, how many other all-pros are in the league now? Because, he can't, any position? because he can't run it or throw it. That's why. True, but still, I mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, run but it AB, you brought up AB. You brought up AB. AB oh, brought yeah. it up. Keyshawn oh, yeah. Johnson said he would never play for him again. Well, no, no, no. Real quick. Bowl. Let's talk about that and AB point, though. Johnson Let's talk he, about he that AB point. Let me go a little bit further, though. I'm just going in on the. I'm just going in mm-hmm. on the on just the evidence alone. Like all right. of these players cannot be wrong. All exactly. of this, you know what I mean. All of this evidence. Like, what are we? What are? Why are we surprised? We see that what Dan Snyder has done. We see what Jerry Jones has said. We seen what Bob McNair has said. We seen what Nick Bosa has said. We seen what Richie Incognito has said. We seen what all of these. What, what's the guy's name? He can't get off the hook either. Uh, Riley Cooper, bum. Oh, what he said. On, we see yeah. all these players say, and they want us to believe that it's not happening in in twenty twenty one. They're gonna they're gonna have to miss me with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, we know better. But and, and to your point, uh, Mark. About the about people who uh you know like LGBTQ communities or whatever letters they added IA after that mm-hmm. or whatever. Listen, man. I call them ABC. I call them ABC. Right, right. LGBTQ plus. I, I always get it wrong. No, it's, it's always LGBTQIA IA plus. plus. All right, yeah. cool. I missed the I. I'm that not going anyway, remember that. Shit. But, but listen, <laughs> but listen. So uh, it, to ABC us, class. to us as people who fight for equality, right? Mm-hmm. So we fight for equality. Across mm-hmm. the board, so equality is everybody is equal. Exactly. Like you said, why do I care? Why why does it bother me that a black man, or you know, what I'm saying, if I was him, why did, would it bother me that a black man is playing at a high level in a particular sport? Just like why would it bother me that Carl Nassib is playing at a high level in a particular sport? If he earns his pay, pay the man. What does it have to do with what he's? What's hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you why I don't give a damn about Carl Nassib. I don't give a damn this man gay, bisexual, straight. I'll fuck Carl Nassib because when he was in Cleveland, he didn't do nothing. He's a shit. He had the potential. I don't care about no Carl Nassib. But but this is what I'm I mean, congratulations. I'm I'm glad he feels comfortable and you know what I'm saying he feels that he's able to, you know what I'm saying, express himself in the way that he wants to be, and he's finally able to be himself. By all means, any every everybody deserves that right. I don't have nothing against that. My whole thing is you balling out in Oakland, nigga. Why ain't you doing that in Cleveland? <laughs> right. But that's the point, too. Like, he can come out in Cleveland. But that's he can come out in Cleveland. Cleveland's gonna beat his ass. <laughs> but that's the God was gonna beat his Man. ass. He didn't want to. Hey, I'd have been, I'd have been so happy, I'd have been so happy to have Carl Nassib on my team. You know how, you know how hard it is to be like, hey man, this nigga, this nigga just, this nigga just ran your quarterback down, nigga. What's up, Andy Gay? What's up now? Like, bro, you know how dope it is. Don't no, seriously, you know how dope it is for your team, bro, to have like the first, admittedly openly gay player on your team, and then the nigga's a dog at that. Imagine how many people are now going to be looking at Oakland 
Before this situation, imagine how many people were looking Las at Las Vegas. I'm sorry. Yeah, Las Vegas. My apologies. Las Vegas and was saying, man, okay, now we can finally watch the NFL or we may feel comfortable watching the NFL now because look how open they're being. Look how progressive they're being, right? And it wasn't like they was even broadcasting Carl Nassib and doing what he was doing. It was pretty much just him just tweeting out and going on Instagram and saying whatever they were saying. They was bigging them up on ESPN and everything else. So it wasn't like it was down in it. My whole thing is John Gruden fucked everything up because now you have Carl Nassib on your team, right? Most of your team is black guys. Nike half, just put out of, these. Half of them probably are gay too. They just haven't come out yet. That's exactly. They they, well. they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't have their opportunity yet to do that, right? So Nike just puts out these, and then you. I'm sorry. Not. I, don't let me forget. He was also being misogynistic. So Nike puts out these campaigns where they got. Everybody from the LGBTQ community, and plus, if I don't, I don't, 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 you know, say Miss me on that. And then they got all these black Maybe. people. They got all these women. They just put out all these, all these campaigns. Then John Gruden go and do this, nigga. Is you trying to get the NFL fucked up with Nike? Not even that. Who is the sponsor for the for the stadium? You know what I'm saying? Who 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 else sponsors? Who sponsors He's John Gruden? A lot of shit. He got he got caught up. They got caught up in a big scandal. You and, know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate. And that's what I said. All, all of this John, is about John, money. Yeah, but John Gruden before this legendary coach, Hall of Famer coach. How? Now, I don't even know about that. How? Though. I don't even know about that though. I'm not saying. I'm not saying first ballot. I'm not saying first he's ballot. He's not a Hall of Fame or a legendary coach. So you telling me eventually John Gruden would not get into the Hall of Fame right now? No. If if John Gruden, okay, without, without let's take this. this. Let's take this away. Let's take this away. If John Gruden gets into the Hall of Fame at this point, they should go find um. Uh, 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 Tito Hernandez, who played third string running back for um, I don't know the the uh the Memphis Bearbacks or the uh, or the Memphis uh Great Whites or whatever 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 AAFL team they had. And what was Cuz that too. backyard? What what was Cuz that was the go in the backyard, Sage? Oh, Pablo uh, Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez. Sanchez. Yes. Yes. Pablo he's the Sanchez. he's the Pablo Sanchez of coaches. If that's the case, what are we talking so about? That, Nigga won the Super Bowl with another man team. Yeah, that's just yeah. like Steve Kerr. He's not even a Pablo Steve Kerr won Sanchez. championships with another man's team, bro. I'm not. I'm not advocating for him. I'm not advocating for him at all. I'm not. But I'm saying he's not legendary. Eventually. John Gruden was one of those coaches that would eventually be in the Hall of Fame. Now, after this, this kills that. I'm happening. talking about you, period. You don't even got a chance. After they did it's done for No, that's done for What I'm saying is for yeah. as the players that he touched, the people that he was uh, like, 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 like I said, uh, Monday night, Monday, Monday, uh, no homo, pause.
Yeah, but let me throw that. I'm about to say you can't, can't say go no. around yeah, touching players and then call no. people the f word <laughs> in the emails, bro. That's a little uh, hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not even pause. But what you said after that, time, we were talking about that off air. No more pause. But the people that that they was players, like, look, listen, the people that 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 played under, they're all in famish. Like Monday Night Football, I'm watching the game, bro. It came up. Hey, John Gruden has resigned. Um, who was in the booth? Damn, I can't remember who was in the booth right now. But it was a nigga in the booth, and he was like, "Damn, I played under him. I like he was one of my mentors. He was like he mentored a lot of people, and all of those people. Like no matter whether we seen it coming as fans and as black mm-hmm. folks, like like nah, he racist. But it, it's it's people that got mentored under him that he showed a different light to that they didn't see that shit coming. They didn't see that uh, shit coming. I mean, that I mean I understand it, what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And I agree. I agree to a certain extent. But so I feel like for if, those, for I feel like if guys like Keyshawn, if guys like Marquette King, if guys like A B for those people, those people they are yeah they hot they they are highly highly white, black, Cuban, Asian, whatever the case may be. They are mm-hmm. highly disappointed in this man. And then I'm, I'm just going to agree with them. Like, I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed in John Gruden, my damn self. Like, do, do I expect that from John Gruden? Yes. But do, do I think that John Gruden say nigga when he ain't on camera? Hell yeah. For sure. He For looked, sure. He looked, he looked like that type of guy. But at the same time, bro, he was a legendary coach. Or mm-hmm. could be a legend, or could be a legendary coach, but at mm-hmm. the same time, could have been a legendary coach. Like, right, could have been a legendary coach. If if he if he get in, then we got to put game. McCarthy in this man. time. This time, like you've been in this game, yeah. But Mike McCarthy is not on trial. <laughs> we talking about John Gruden. So but I, I'm as comparing far as John, to a coach, you talking about Hall of Fame legendary, like, like at the same time, bro. Like I'm disappointing. I'm I, I'm disappointed in him too. Like, bro, why don't you know better? Like, man, look, whatever you do in your personal time, doing your personal time. But I'm disappointed in that nigga. At the same time, like he got a lot of players. It's a lot of. It's a long list of players, coaches, assistant coaches. Special teams, whatever that that followed this guy that was up under him that didn't know all the shit. No, not all of them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say some of them Maybe, probably was. Not, some, in the, not in the players, not in the players, but definitely in the assistant coaches. But yeah, let's, let's but what I'm saying and- is the people that. <clears throat> yeah, I'm saying the people that looked up to him, bro. It's a disappointing factor when. Something like this comes out to a coach that you played under, and a coach that you look to, even the players that's actually on Las Vegas right now. Who is they coach? No, I feel their you. Car. I feel you. Like, I, I feel look you. up to you. The niggas was already saying this though, bro. Niggas was already saying it. I did everything that you wanted me to do, and then now you pull some shit like this. I did everything that you wanted me to do, and now you pull some shit like this. I feel you. I finally. Peek at my career, and then you do some shit like this. What? Yeah, like bro, let's move oh, on bro. though. Let's move on though, man. Um, hey, listen. they need to protect that 
that because somebody's gonna put a head out on him. Derek Carr gonna put a head out on him. <laughs> Derek nah, Carr agree with that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> no, Derek <laughs> Carr got fucked up because he ain't me. Y'all gotta stop making accusations with all these players <laughs> and stuff, man. Hey man, hit us up on social media, man, on IG or Twitter, man. Um, and let us know what you think about. You know, what I'm saying the John Gruden situation. Hey, particularly Gruden. Players of the week. Players of the week. Man, listen. I got one. Do me last. I'm last. Last. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) coming off that topic, that's that's hilarious. Uh, Siege, man. Players of the week, man. Who you got? My players of the week is the whole Texas A&M team, baby. Yeah. Let's go. I ain't got just one guy to this week. Texas A&M, y'all got outpassed. Y'all got outran. Y'all, they got more first downs than y'all. First down mm-hmm. percentage was better than y'all. And y'all won the game. Move O-State up to 06. Like I said, sweet home Alabama. Texas A&M, sweet. all of y'all is my players of the week. Let's roll. Let's go. As that, man, what's up? Man, listen, my player of the week is Caleb Williams, my guy. You know what I'm saying? The true freshman quarterback to step in after Spencer Rattler was playing like trash. Got down 35-17 to 17 to Texas, and this dude brought them back to win. You know what I'm saying? 55-48, to 48, man, a true freshman. Yo, is this the end for Spencer Rattler? I don't know. But all I'm going to say is right now, Caleb Williams is the future and that Lincoln Riley offense, and who who was see JD missed man because JD was saying something about he might take Spencer Rattler uh, for Pittsburgh, and, then, and I don't even know if this dude gonna get his spot back. So my my player of the week is uh, Caleb Williams, man. Shout out to that dude in Oklahoma. <laughs> For sure, man. Hey, listen, I'm going with the home team, man. These boys win college. I'm going pro, man. Shout out to my guy, Nick Chubb. 21 carries, 167 yards, one touchdown, averaging 7.7 yards a fucking carry. My man was playing ball. Even though, you know what I'm saying, we had a high-scoring game, both defenses was trash. Um, Somehow we both set records, Um, 500-plus yards on offense, 500-plus yards on offense, um, but unfortunately we was on the losing side, but my guy, Nick Chubb, man, he had a hell of a game and he busted one out for 52 yards for the touchdown. It was an amazing game, which we could have won it out, but that's why I got E what's up, man. We already know. Y'all already know. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. You know, man. I'm going my man, Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, hey, listen, listen, bro. Come on now. Come on now. Give me all respect. Give me all respect. Listen. Hey, why you sound like that? For over 50. He also had a completion percentage of 85 in the fourth in the fourth quarter, which is the highest. That's over Drew Brees. That's over, that's over Peyton Manning. That's over Tom Brady. That's over all the legends. He broke so many records in that game last night on passing and just being him. Like, bruh, please get rid of the narrative. Oh, we got a running back at quarterback. Yeah. I'm going to give it to my Lamar Jackson. He did his thing. He willed his, uh, his team back from 19 down. 19 down. I watched it. Siege called. Didn't even know. He was like, bro, I forgot the game was on. I'm like, bro, I might have to call you back, bro. 
because the game is on, bro, because I don't talk to people during the game. I feel like it's bad luck. I might have to call you back as soon as I hung up the phone. We scored a touchdown right after that. Like, like Marquise Brown did his thing. It's not even a player. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Resilience. resilience. I'm a legendary coach. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. I call like 16 of them plays, bro. They need to give me a fucking job. Like, <laughs> like resilience, 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 bro. Lamar Jackson was the X factor, bro. He did what he had to do to will his team back. Stop saying my man is a running back, a receiver. Oh, right. he can't throw here. He can't throw here. He is a quarterback, and he's one of – I'm not going to say he's the best right now. Cause there's a lot of niggas out there, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Stop playing him like he is not as such. Like, come on, bro. Stop playing with me, bro. My man did this thing too far. Man, he threw for over 400, had 85, uh, 85 uh, completion rating. Highest. Highest. Yeah. Not yeah. Tom Brady, not Drew Brees, not Peyton Manning. Lamar Jackson. He broke like Five, it was like six records broken, but I know in today's league, bro, every every week is a, a record is broken. Every <laughs> right. week, or or one is made up somehow. Um, let's go on, man. We moving on. The NCAA <laughs> they make them top up as ten, baby. Facts. The NCAA top ten, man. We got Georgia at number one. Wait a minute. Hold on, Siri. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Georgia is number one. He said, hold on, hold on, Siri. Like, nah, on, real. my phone, Siri popped up, man. I, you never you never know which one trying to get you there at this point. But uh, Georgia is number one. Iowa is number two. Cincinnati at a shocking number three. Oklahoma is Let's at go. number four. Alabama is at number five. The Ohio State University is at number six. Penn Let's State go. University um, is at number seven. Um, that team up north is at number eight, um, also known as Michigan. Um, number nine is Oregon. Number 10 is Michigan State. Now, just want to let this be known. Five out of the top 10 teams are Big Ten teams. Mm -hmm. And I just want to let everybody mm -hmm. know <laughs> that the Big Ten has always been better than the SEC. I've been telling y'all this forever. I've been telling y'all this forever. I've been telling y'all, pay attention. We do this, man. We do this. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, Seeds, you pointed it out, man. Alabama took a huge loss um, to Texas A&M. They knocked them down four spots to number five. Um, man, Penn State also took a loss. Now, this is the thing. I didn't think that Penn State would drop down from four to seven, though. Losing mm -hmm. to the number three team in the nation. That's pretty steep. Um, Michigan, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't know what's going on up there. I don't know what Khakis is doing, man. Some He he found the juice for Michael Jordan Space Jam, and he is uh, – <laughs> he's, he's giving it to his players because they haven't lost the game. But no need to fret, man. As long as C.J. Stroud keep that going up, we're going to bust their ass this year. And Michigan State – um, I haven't seen a lot of them, but I've seen, I think, one game. Um, they look pretty solid. They haven't lost the game either. Uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out between them and uh, Michigan. 
Um, Cincinnati, man, bravo to them. I cannot lie. Um, I think that I think that they can keep it up. My only thing is they strength of schedule. You know what I'm saying? They there now, but I want to see how this plays out later on down the line because listen, they that that all what is it, the all-American conference or the American Athletic Conference or whatever that shit is called. It ain't too many heavy hitters in there. And I mean, they really gonna have to prove they worth when it comes to it. I think that they can. Don't be don't get me wrong, because they made it this far. But I just wanna, you know what I'm saying? I, I just wanna pay attention to that strength of schedule when it all comes down to it. Um Oklahoma beating Texas. Uh Texas really ain't the team that we thought they were. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I know they only got one loss. I think it's no, they got two, don't they? Yeah, Texas is four and two. They just went down to number 25. They barely on the list. So that's really not, you know what I'm saying, too much. I know it's a rivalry game and you know how that can get, but I'm not really shocked at it, man. Um, anybody got any thoughts on the top 10 or can we move on? Yeah, I got a short uh Okay. about a Penn State. I didn't think that about Penn State either that they would drop down um mm-hmm. that far <clears throat> mainly just because they lost to to the number 3 uh school in Iowa. And however, they were however, I think that they did that probably because of the injury to the starter like it whether or mm-hmm. not that starter that backup I, Robertson or Ro- Robertson I can't remember his first name. Um he whew, that pressure was on him. Towards the end of the game, he missed two key throws for first downs that could have propelled them to the win. Mm-hmm. Um, and those type of throws, when you're looking at college, it's like, okay, well, is it, how big of a drop-off is this from the starter, right? So if the starter plays, I, I would say maybe they shouldn't be that low. However, if they have Robertson coming back in for the second uh, or for this next game or whatever, then they probably deserve to be there depending on who they play. Um, Iowa – Defense, man, wow. Like, you know what I mean? They had a couple of times where, like I said, they could have lost that game. But when it actually mattered, you, you can't help whether or not the opposing quarterback misses a, a wide-open throw, okay? Right. So if, if you're a defender, the only thing you can do is is when that next play comes, can you be can you be that person or can you be on that, fa- on that phase in the game where mm-hmm. you make the difference? In the defense, when it mattered, they got key sacks, key hurries, that made the difference because I think if he wasn't hurried, maybe he makes some of those throws. Um, so they, they definitely deserve to be where they are beating the number four team. Um, mm-hmm. Everything else to me looks pretty status quo. I'm just hoping, uh, you know, Ohio state can jump from six to four, but uh, oh, since in, in terms of Cincinnati, in terms of Cincinnati, here's the thing about Cincinnati. See, so we, we talked about them. I talked about them a few shows ago and predicted them to lose to Notre Dame just because they have never played on that big stage before. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, Notre Dame is good enough to beat Cincinnati. Were they good enough that night? No. However, well, Notre Dame Cincinnati, is trash. We already, we already know that they they really not the team that everybody makes them out to be. Right. But by Cincinnati actually team. beating them, by Cincinnati actually beating them, I do think that they should stand pat where they are. You know what I'm saying? You can't go down after you beat a program, one of the biggest programs you beat in school history. So mm-hmm. that's just my takeaway. And then when the programs is in the top 10. And roll tide. Thank you, Alabama. What? All right. Um, I said roll tide. Thank you, Alabama. Moving on, man. Fantasy picks. S. Dot. Who you got? 
man. I've been, I haven't mentioned the ball season, and I didn't realize. Look, listen, I didn't realize how how. I, I first of all, I got to give props to my 49ers, man. Um, they gave Kyler Murray his he lowest score. Samuel, sheesh. That yeah, but it, he is, he is, but you know, it, it, Trey Lance just he he ain't ready yet. He ain't ready yet. He injured. Oh, uh, now he is. We went injured for the game. Nigga, um, he just started the goddamn game. What are you talking about? He just started. <laughs> yeah, and now he's now he got an injury. He got a calf injury. Uh, I wouldn't be ready either with that. Man, listen, Kyler Murray, man, I, I need some points, man. Um, hey, I got I got my starting running back on IR. My starting tight end is on IR. You know what I'm saying? So I need Kyler Murray to be back God, in form. Damn. So my pick. Is Kyler Murray, dude? I only got a hundred points <laughs> this week. But the thing hey. is, hey, I was winning. I was winning, and the dude got one hundred and six, and he beat me. Same here. But Same here. Kyler Murray, man, I, I think Kyler Murray is my fantasy pick. E man, who you got for the fantasy pick this week, man? Too early. One for the record, man. I just lost my first preseason game as well. Um, I, I was on the run. You know, four and no, and it wasn't even close. I'm not even gonna lie, I got shit at all, but I got caught up in the game to where we both had players in the same game. Like, I had a receiver, but he had the quarterback, like, so it really mm-hmm. didn't matter. Like, I got to looking at it, I'm like, yeah, it's a wrap after this one. And that was that Bills and Chiefs game that he uh took that. Uh, I need a running back, so I'm not counting. Him because he's gone. I probably need to get rid of. I need to make a trade. Uh, I'm gonna go Saquon Diggs against Tennessee. Like he's been playing average lately, and I, I really need him to kind of explode. Just going off my team, I really need. Wait a minute, Stephon. You you putting Stephon Diggs up? Against Tennessee, that's what you're saying. I, no, I'm saying I need them. That's what I'm saying. That's your fantasy pick. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Emmanuel Sanders, my boy. I ain't got him because, like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yours is Emmanuel Sanders. Hey, listen. Nah, I got him on my team, and I'm telling you. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, Siege, man, what's right, up, cool, man? Dude. Like, you got him. I ain't got him. I got a couple good matchups. I, I got I, I to take D-ball. It's a lot of stuff. Like, I you might can't tell do, people your I game plan, man. You can't tell people your game plan, brother. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even know what I'm going to do. But I'm, I'm going with Steph D. And then the right, points. So, yeah. so I got a couple uh different uh good matchups on my team, uh or, or who I play against this upcoming uh week or whatever. Last week I lost my first uh fantasy game too, uh close margin or whatever, but you know it is what it is. Uh this week I am not I'm a probably pick probably not the best matchup out of the ones I have, but I think Darren Waller can for uh, Las Vegas if he can get behind those linebackers. You know, on short routes or whatever, you got Bell, Bell, Derek Carr out. 
Then Darren Waller, I think he can give me uh give me a couple touchdowns, maybe a hundred yards, maybe close Hell to hundred yeah. yards this week. So Darren Man, Waller, I wish we can. I wish you can make trade like throughout. Teams. I don't want to be no hater, but don't listen to seat. Don't pick nobody <laughs> up from the Raiders. <laughs> nah, <laughs> listen, listen, bro, listen. They about to come. You about to? You think that? You think that? But. Them you, niggas gonna be trash this week, bro. You would you would really think that like they're gonna come out and be trash, but uh-huh. sometimes a new coach can come in and you know the energy is bad. No, or no. Whatever. I ain't talking People about the new coach. I ain't even the talking about Darren Waller. I'm talking about Derek Carr because he was oh, in that no. email chain too. Just know that yeah. nigga is nervous. <laughs> Derek Carr been with him gone. John Gruden has been trying to get rid of Derek Carr for the past three seasons, dude. Well, like, he just he did is, it. He could, he, is he happy, just did dude. it because he about the Nino Brown on that nigga. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he about the ball. He about the ball out too. Watch. Um, man, my fantasy no, pick, man. Not Nino Brown, like nigga, bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, my fantasy pick, man. Listen, if you don't got him, um, and he and and somehow, some way, he just land in the free agency, or you could trade for him. Right now is the time to get him, man. Um, Justin Herbert, listen, he started off with a, a very slow couple games this year, um, and he picked it up last week against my Browns, man. He balled out. He hit me with 54.80 points, and I mean, listen, the week before that, the man gave me 48, and I had him on the bench, and I was so hurt. So listen, when I tell you, pick the guy Justin Herbert up, man. If we don't put Justin Herbert in this MVP talk soon, I'm afraid of what that man's going to do for the rest of the season. Um, so this week, man, we had a long topic section, so we're just going to skip the weekly recaps and scores. You guys can go look that up on ESPN or whatever yourselves. Um, it ain't really too many games that we probably ain't even talked about. No way. Um, predictions, man. Um so since I wasn't here last week, uh, I just want to let you guys know that I am at five and four. So just to recap real quick, I got my notes here. Um, I had uh, I was at four and two. I had Bama defeating Ole Miss. I got that wrong. I had the Chiefs beating the Eagles. Of course, I got that right. And then I had the Ravens defeating the Broncos, and I got that wrong too. Um, so I ended up at five and four this week. Huh? Y'all beat the Broncos? You had the Ravens beating the Broncos. Like, we beat the Broncos. Y'all did? Yeah. Okay. Four and one. Well, maybe I looked at it wrong. So, <laughs> either I'm five and four or I'm six and three. So, I'll go check that later on. And we I'll come back next week and uh, hit you with that one. But this week, man, um, Two upsets. Two big upsets. I'm going with the winless teams in the NFL this week, baby. I'm taking a risk. Listen, Jacksonville over Miami, Detroit over Cincinnati, and just to make sure I get a win, man, I'm going number one Georgia over number 11 Kentucky. Siege, what's up, man? Boy, oh, boy, I'm going to have to give y'all what I picked uh, last week, too. I know I picked two games that won. Um, the last one, I don't. I need to get my notes for that one. I don't remember what that third one was. This week, fellas, this week, let me see what I got in my notes here for y'all this week. Man, listen. Oh, man, I skipped ahead. Hold on, y'all. 
I got my <laughs> I got my stuff weeks at weeks in advance. Yeah. Back. I'm not messing with the undefeated teams right now, man. I'm not messing with them. I'm going to uh, pick the Chiefs over the Washington football team. I think it's about time for them to come back. Washington football team is the football team, whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's that. Um, let me see. Let me look a little bit lower here. Most of these games, just like most of these games, when I looked at them, was like kind of like pick them games, like mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But anyway, Bengals over the Lions, they about to lose. And I'm about, man, E, oh, we got to hit the head. And E, it's time for y'all to lose, bro. Chargers over Ravens, get them out of here. Woo! Okay, because I'm, I'm going against y'all. Let's go. That's <laughs> not <laughs> what's up, man. What you got? What you got for uh. you? Well, I went uh two and one last week. Uh Penn State let me down, but they lost their starting quarterback. So I'm seven and five overall. Um uh, for my two NFL picks, I got two NFL picks this week. I got the Seahawks over the Steelers. Um, mm. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna bounce back. Um I also got the Rams over the Giants. You know, I got I got I got I gotta get these W's up, man. Yeah, of course. Right. You, gotta you need a solid. You gotta have one. You gotta, you gotta have one. Okay. No, and no, you had your one weeks ago. No, 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 no. no what we, I said you was, need at least one every week. No, what I said was Bama was the was the one you can only that's your trump card. You can only use Bama one time, even though you would have picked him last week. It, <laughs> it wouldn't have been good for you. You wouldn't have been good at all. <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I thought about this game. I thought about this game, man. Texas, Oklahoma State. And I was like, yo, Oklahoma State is undefeated. They're riding high. And I was like, yo, I think Texas going to beat them. But Texas put a lot on that field last week, man. They put a lot on that field last week. And, and to lose the way they lost in the Red River rivalry, I think they're going to take back-to-back L's, man. I think I think Oklahoma State going to stay undefeated and beat Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's up, E? Where you at, bro? All right, oh, man. Yes. Last week, <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going. Anyway. <laughs> uh, last week I went one and two, man. Like last week I went one and two. Um, so overall, I'm seven and five. So I'm, I'm right there with that. But uh, this week, uh, I'm gonna say I'm going. For one, I'm going Arizona over the Browns. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. One. I'm gonna say that first. Yeah, whatever, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I know Browns. I don't care. I don't care. I want y'all to take as much losses as y'all can take. So, and usually, usually I go against the the winless team. Like I've been going against the winless teams lately, but. Nah, fuck the Browns. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Arizona against the Browns, and then um, I'm going all NFL this time. I don't have no college game this one. Ah uh, oh man, it's a couple. Of, it's a couple of tight ones. That's like man, I don't really know what to pull for. Like really, uh. I'm gonna go to Panthers over the Vikings, and then last Ooh. but not least, I'm gonna take us. I'm gonna take us over the Chargers off that win streak. Could we both on the win streak? So somebody get a break. So we're gonna yeah. do what the Browns couldn't. 
We're gonna do it. Two solidified L's, so that's a good one. So, nah, listen, man. Hey, jot that down. Jot it down, because I swear if I come back next week and both of them is dubs, I'm on both of y'all ass. That's unfortunate. So, man, um, thank you guys for tuning in. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in another week. We definitely appreciate it. S-Dot, man, tell them where they can find you. Yes, sir. Y'all can find me at S.Foster8 on Instagram and Twitter. uh, At 28 Minutes or Less Pie on IG. Uh, go check out the last episode I put out of 28 Minutes Less, History of Horror. You know what I'm saying? A couple of personal stories and on some classic horror movies. And uh, also, well, I'll let E do that shit. Um, but yeah, just uh, appreciate everybody's support. Thanks. Siege, man, what's up? Where can they find you? You can find me at Seeds101 on Twitter. We're trying to build that up also at, on any platform at the link E-N-T-L-L-C. We spell over here T-H-E-L-I-N-K-E-N-T-L-L-C on all, all other platforms. Thank y'all for supporting. We just uh, dropped the C podcast. Uh, I put it up yesterday on YouTube. On It's on YouTube. It's on nine other platforms or seven other platforms so whatever you find your podcast and again if something from the link you do not see it hit us hit us up at the link ent llc on those platforms and we'll get it up there for you nice e what's up man what's up man it's your man e carter man host of first class podcast you can catch first class first class podcast on first class podcast media on facebook uh, first class podcast on Instagram, or you can hit Anchor, Spotify, just under first class podcast. I had the luxury of having my man S. Foster on an interview, so be sure to check that out, man. Uh, make sure you subscribe, support, and uh, let us know that you are part of what we're doing, man. A part of the movement, and we're moving on. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna try to bring. Bring more content, and I also got a a current show out. Uh, is that um uh oh man, the whole name just dropped out of my head. <laughs> uh, nah, um, damn, the the name still dropped out of my head. Well, listen, <laughs> new content out. Check it out on Anchor, Spotify, and all of that. Uh, we we coming up with uh, we got a new show we're gonna do today, so be on the lookout for that, and. That's pretty much it for me. Cool, man. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. You can find me on Instagram at Scoots Bronson underscore TV. Real quick, man, making an announcement. First announcement ever to be made on the 4-3 podcast. The Isolated Society joint, right? I've been working on this joint for a minute. I've been trying to get everything together. So I'm going to be releasing it on Twitch and my personal Twitter at Scoots Bronson. Twitch, you can look it up. The same thing, Scoots Bronson. Go follow my Twitch. Go follow my um, Twitter. I'm going to have somewhat of a, like, you know what I'm saying, debate show. Pretty much Isolated Society is going to be a debate show, but more so a conversation amongst men and women. I got some great topics to talk about. Um, I'm not sure who the panel is going to be yet, but I'm getting that together right now. So stay tuned. Make sure you stay um, stay tuned in to my socials. I got a lot of stuff going on. Also, go check out the Viewers Anonymous podcast with me and my guy, S. Dot Foster. Oh, pointed the wrong way. 
Point of there we go. Me and my guy Ezra mm-hmm. Foster, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we do it Tuesdays and Fridays, man. You can check us out on all socials um at View Anon Pod on Twitter and Instagram, VA Pod Watch Group on Facebook. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Um, we just did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake from 2003. The next one we got is we got uh Damn, we just said I got you. I got you. We got 13 <laughs> ghosts. 13 instant ghosts. Classic. Yeah, damn. 13 ghosts. Instant hey. classic, bro. Put me hey, on. So listen. Put me on. We're gonna talk. So listen, make sure, man, y'all go in, y'all make sure, you know what I'm saying? Y'all tune in, listen, all that good stuff. Support everybody on this panel, man. Also, shout out to our guy JD. He couldn't be here today. He had prior engagements, but make sure you go follow him on the um what is it the drippy distinctive drip i'm sorry i keep saying drippy distinctive drip entertainment network on youtube also follow him on his um twitter j at jd oracle underscore dds he also has a joint that he does on um on facebook jamar dean go follow him on there um he has a joint that he does with his co-host carmen they got a great show. They talking about everything, Philly hoops, football, basketball, all that, soccer, all that kind of stuff. They're just straight sports. Salute to our guy, Jamar, man. He always, you know what I'm saying, making moves and getting in, you know what I'm saying, to the right places. So with that being said, man, this is the 4-3 Podcast. Uh, we we ain't got no cool saying. Yeah, I said <laughs> we out. We ain't got no cool saying. I was about to say it's all. It uh, the game ain't over to all zeros. On, I don't know. I'm going to think of it. Shit. Peace. What about Catch Me on the Field? Catch Me on the Field? Who are you? <laughs> Bad Bobby? Catch, catch Me on the Field. How about that? What are you talking about? What is that? <laughs> what is that? We'll talk off air, man. We're this thing, baby.